Good day and welcome to the War on Weakness podcast. This is episode number 15 with Kenny the Legend Rutherford, Cody the producer and seducer, (laughs) (laughs) and me, uh, Tanner here. So uh, today's podcast is going to be about anti-fragility. It is a concept written about by a fellow named Nasteem Taleb. Uh, Kenny's referred to it actually quite a bit in this podcast, so we thought we might as well sit down and talk about it in full form. Uh, his book is called Anti-Fragile. It's also just some of the premises that this podcast was built upon, so we will use the book as a reference, but we will also use our own input, and we will uh, kind of tackle this subject and see how it goes. So, good day, Ken. Good day, Tanner. It has been a while, but it's good good to be back. Nice to chat. Now, uh, I thought before we dove into discussing anti-fragility, is, uh should mention a, a cause that I'm involved in here, Tanner. We, for, for the people that do listen to this podcast, you're well aware of it, but I'm, I'm involved in something called Bike for Breakfast with Sean Newman, who we've had on. We had Sean on once or twice? Once. once. We went on his home and home. Right, right. We were, we were on Sean's and... Uh, Sean's a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends, actually. And uh, anyway, Sean came to me and said, Ken, I think we should do something positive uh, through all the... Well, we might as well, we're going to use the COVID word today. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, he said, I think I'm, I'm thinking about biking somewhere and raising some funds. And that's... So Sean was the spark. And what's come out of that now is um, Sean has... Uh, Obviously, Sean's involved. He's asked me, uh, Nigel Dubé from Junior Bobcats, coach of Bobcats, uh, Jim from Grinding Gears, Brad Hoffman from Fourth Meridian, who we've had Brad on as well, another yep. one of our guests, uh, Dr. Neki Jamal, a dentist in town, N- Natalie Weeb, a teacher in town, Becky Grassel, Tracy Matthews, and am I missing anybody? Oh, man, I, because of the, uh, I hope not, I'm not missing anybody. No. But uh, if I forgot to nine, there's nine of us anyways. Yep. And what is, is... Uh, Thought we'd raise money for for the school programs for the food for programs for schools, and you know we're we're big into nutrition here and eating well and well. Uh, turns out some kids go to school without food or lacking food, and uh, so the plan was to see if we could raise money to top up the the accounts for these schools that need to buy food for these these kids. And as we know, we're we're in some tougher economic times here and government cutbacks and probably a few more kids needing food. Than, than needed in, in, let's say, 2014 or earlier. And so, I, uh, Sean, we all had different jobs out of, the, out of the group. My job was to call every school. Uh, so I talked to either a guidance counselor or a food, whoever was looking after the food program. And we went out as far, like we've got all the schools in Lloydminster. We go out as far as Paradise Hill, Maidstone, Lashburn, Hillmond, Marshall. Uh, we've included all the Onion Lake schools uh, on the Alberta side, like the Dewberries and the Marwains and the kids Scotties, and uh, long story short the number we came up with to try to put a dent into this was a big number it was $200,000 that we were going to try to raise and the thought was well good luck to that in a time where some of these oil companies have been trying to keep the employees on and keep the doors open and I think as of right now I want to say the the number's going up we only started this maybe I don't know was it two months ago I think we're into our 190,000s raised right now. So it looks like we're going to hit our tar- target. So thank you very much to the city of Lloydminster and to every person that's given a dollar. That's that's money that 
Some people think that you can use money. You, uh, rich people or, or, or companies, oh, they just donate just to get the write-off. Well, the truth is, from I've studied accounting, and if I give you a dollar, I don't get a buck fifty back, right? It, yeah. it, 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 it's just, it, it makes it so some of these companies can write it off. So when they give a dollar, maybe they're only giving 70 cents. Mm-hmm. But they're still taking 70 cents out of their pocket that they could have spent on a, a new quad, on a... A tra- tra- a tra- traveling into it for a trip or, or, or paying down debt, but they chose to give. So no matter how you slice it, it's generosity. And so anyways, long story short, the, we, we're, we leave on the 4th. We're, we're biking to Tufnell, Saskatchewan to go hang out with this quick Dick McDick fella from Twitter. Maybe one day we'll have him on, yeah. on or we'll go be on his or we'd like love to interact with him. And so we leave on Friday. We, we bike around the clock uh, nonstop through day and night down to Tufnell and back. It's uh, close to 1,100 kilometers. And so if anybody does want to get involved with that, you can reach out to any of the individuals that I've named. Also, we have a Facebook page and a Twitter Twitter account and uh, a, a website. We've teamed up with the Kinsman Club here of Lloydminster. You mentioned uh, Louis Stang, hmm. right? Uh, you must interact with him in some way, shape, or form. Just recently. Louis Stang. Ran into him. So he's with the Kinsman Club. Kinsman Club has stepped up big. They're taking on the administration of all the funds. Uh, because like we're just not a professional administrators. We don't have a not-for-profit set up. So Kinsmen have partnered with us. So if anybody wants to donate to that, you can go find our Facebook page. Bike for Breakfast is what it's called. Um, and there's a GoFundMe page, or you can arrange to drop off a check. And uh, we want to get to 200000 So there we go. Thanks for letting, letting me put that plug in there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Northman Coffee next podcast. <laughs> it's totally for profit. For dude. profit, yes. All for profit. Yes. The, uh, well, let's get into 100% this. 100% of the profits <laughs> go to me. <laughs> and Tanner's starving. <laughs> well, uh, well, let's get into Nassim Taleb. First of all, Tanner, um, obviously, I've read the book Nassim Taleb, as I did with, with a few other people in town. And a lot of people say, oh, Nassim Taleb, who is that? Well, first, let's back up. Why are we talking about anti-fragility? Uh, um, it, it applies to a lot of our thought process. A lot of things that we cover on, on this show or with our, in our personal lives would, would buy into this theory. But first, let's talk about who is Nassim Taleb. He's actually, um, uh, my understanding is he's born from uh, Lebanon. Um, he's an interesting fella in that he he's highly educated academically. He works in academics. So he teaches at, at universities. He also actively works in industry. So he's made money with his thoughts. A lot of money. He's, he's, he's extremely wealthy. What is extreme? I don't know. But he's he's put his practice his, his knowledge into practice and has, has come out on the top end. And he writes a, t- run a t- ton of books. And so, in short, I, I think, think it's, it's a little bit dangerous to just follow academics who get to sit and write books all day but don't have to put it into practice. You know? And so he's, he's the guy that takes his knowledge and shows you it works, I, th- I think, is how I take him. Um, he, what he, he's got a bachelor's and a master's in science, an MBA from Wharton School of Business, a PhD in... Uh, uh, management science. I think uh, when I read up on him, he speaks 10 languages. He's big into, what is his? Uh, uh, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, he's big into, is it deadlifting? So he's this, you know, academic, smart, money miking trading person who through his learnings was like, oh, I should probably lift some weights. Yeah. So I think he, it's all, I think it's all he does is deadlift. I think. I can't remember why, but really? it's all he, yeah, I think so. Uh, it's like most guys just bench press. Yeah. Uh, he has reasons though. or arm curls. He's the kind of guy that he does everything for a reason. And, yeah. and so we, I, I shouldn't go far on that, but he's got a reason why he, he does that. But anyways, might be the one that has the biggest bang for the buck or something. I don't know. It's definitely the best for picking shit up 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyways, books he's he's written. He he. There was a. They come in a set of five. The only three that I'm I'm aware of, and I've read two of them are uh, Black Swan, Anti Fragile, and Skin in the Game. So mm-hmm. the two I've read are Skin in the Game and Anti Fragile. So we'll talk about both those. But in a nutshell, let's let's start. We'll break this this into five different points that he makes in the book, and we'll just kind of talk about them and debate them. And then at the end, we'll kind of roll into some closing comments. But anyways, uh, anti-fragile. In short, it, it, the the premise of the book is that Nassim says that we should look at everything and decide which of three groups it exists. Things that are anti-fragile, things that are robust, or things that are fragile. So he says that in, in one category, are things that are fragile are things that break down from stress or from randomness or from time or from anything it's it's hardship so the things that break down for example i'll give you a really simple example one is and we talked about earlier before we started the podcast is glass plate right if you take a glass plate and take a hard hammer and hit it it's putting stress on it it breaks down so that's fragile so there's things you you can't put stress on to make them better Mm -hmm. there's things that are robust where you know you you apply any of this the stress to it and it has no impact. And on the other end of the spectrum is things that are anti-fragile. Things that if you put stress on it, they actually get better, like a muscle, right? So if you if you apply stress to a muscle, it will get stronger, or an immune system, or biological systems, or some financial systems. So he's he I like how he talks. He talks in and out of everything. These theories can be applied not just to finance, not just to money markets, not just to biology, but you know to a lot of Anything that exists. Um, what else could I say about that? I, I don't think... Uh, so things that he says that, that can impact randomness, uncertainty, errors, stressors, uh, and, and time. And I think that's all. So any, any thought on that, Tanner, so far? That's just the, kind of the overall premise of the book. Yeah. Um, not anything too crazy to add. I think it's pretty straightforward. Like as long as... As long as people can understand... Basically, the what we're talking about is adaptation or compensation towards a stress, right? So, like you said, like a piece of glass is done once it breaks. Yeah. But skin even, like your hands, if you rub them a little bit, like, you know, the you build callus. A callus is a great form of anti-fragility where the something actually compensates to stop itself from the stress and therefore get stronger, right? Yeah, so. that's an interesting one. The uh, callus, mm-hmm. you know, the thought thought about that a lot is the human body is just so beautiful, so amazing, is that it knows to just leave a few more dead cells in these areas that kind of keep getting rubbed. Yeah, that's crazy. Like it's not even a muscle. It's just like, let's yeah. pile up the dead cells. You know, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's, I can't wait till we get into the body aspect of that. Because yeah. I think that your body and your mind, I think, are the two things that we need to really focus on mm-hmm. uh, in today's world because they don't get natural callousing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I think there is, there used to be a natural callousing that happened of the body and mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Now there just isn't. Everything's so easy. Yeah. So we are, we're, we're, fra- we're more fragile now than we've probably ever been. I would say as human beings, this is probably our, our height of fragility, I would say. Because yeah. you have to... You have to adopt a lifestyle that promotes anti-fragility in order to actually have it. Where I think previous to, you know, this new modern times, you, you 
either you were anti-fragile or you were dead. And I think now you can be fragile and live, which mm-hmm. is kind of a probably mm-hmm. a new a new place for us. But yeah, the, yeah. The, the, of course, we we think so much in terms, you know, uh, uh, in terms of the physical impact of some of these theories. And in in my mind, I was thinking, okay, how does this impact the body? Like, for example, in, in I know doing fight training is uh, in kickboxing, for example. When I first started, the leg kicks to the thigh, like you could hit me with this highlighter, <laughs> and it hurt. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and as you get kicked more and more in the thigh, the the, the leg just kind of goes, oh, I better prepare for that. And now, now I can get kicked pretty hard before it starts to hurt. Yeah. But the so that would be anti-fragile, right? The body's compensating. Uh, but I was thinking about the brain. You know, it's interesting because the brain, if, if I was getting kicked pretty hard 50 times a practice, the brain, I think, would be more um, fragile, right? Like if you're getting kicked in the head? Yeah. Mm. Right, you know, uh, uh, what was the movie on on uh, concussions? Do you, do you remember that movie, the one where the the, the doctor? Do you remember Cody? Yeah, it was. honestly, the one I thought of was not another teen movie when they had Reggie Ray's concussions till he dies or whatever, and then he just because more concussions he got, the worse it was, and they actually had a counter up on the thing. That's the only thing I was thinking. Oh, of there's that, there so was one where um <laughs> there was a doctor that came out of uh, I want to say he came out of Nigeria, and so he didn't have a love affair in, with the the NFL. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. I can't. Yeah, so he came think in. He's the guy that cuts all. brains apart yeah. and finds gray matter. And and, and uh, I remember him saying that something along the lines of, I'm sorry, I can't remember the movie's name, but it was Brad Pitt that was in it. Was uh, it not? No, was it, it wasn't that Brad, the one? It wasn't Brad Pitt. It was or somebody like that. Okay, I, uh, I don't watch. Uh, anyway, some, somebody's really. gonna be listening to this going spitting out the name. Come on, you idiots! It's this. Yeah. But either way. But anyways, long story short, he's, he said that the the human brain. There's certain animals that have like uh, basically. Um, defense mechanisms for rattling the brain. For example, um, bighorn sheep, yeah. right, when they just hit, they, uh, uh, woodpeckers, when they hit a tree, they, there's something in their brain that can say, we're okay to rattle up here a little bit. Yeah. And what he said is humans have none of that. So when NFL linebackers bang, bang, bang the head, they, uh, it's not good. Right. So I guess it's some of our human body parts are probably right. anti-fragile. For sure. Some are probably fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that, that might be a good... Because I was trying to think of that. Is there something on your body that is just plain fragile maybe it is your head yeah your eyes i don't know if your eyes would get better by yeah if you're poking them or scratching yeah, them. Maybe. i don't think they would yeah so it's but probably pretty anyways. much everything else and when i say the the brain i mean like the mind the mind i think is i, I think of all the adaptation that we have as far as fragility versus anti-fragility goes i think the brain like the thought the mind let's mm-hmm. say not the brain but the the the, the uh the mind might be one of the most impacted. But when you talk about getting kicked in the leg, um, I noticed this too, where there is part of, there is a, probably a callousing or a deadening of the nerves in the leg, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you'll see those guys shin conditioning, yeah. where they're actually trying to kill the nerves yeah. in the sh- in the yeah, shin, the, the so tie that boxers. yeah, so yeah. that they can't feel it. It's not that it's hitting any different they mm-hmm. just can't feel it because they try to kill the nerves with a bar or whatever yeah you see the guys kick the trees same thing yeah but i think too is there's also a point with a leg kick that i've noticed is there's the first time you get kicked mm. in the leg too you're almost somewhat surprised by the amount it hurts so your brain is like holy fuck that's let's not do that anymore you know mm. what i mean so i think there is a conditioning too that'll happen between the mind and the body where you Probably. start to become anti-fragile towards the actual discomfort that you feel because of the, mm-hmm. the so I, I think as the leg starts to to um, get tougher yeah 
I think so does the mind to accepting, okay, there's that pain. I'm used to it. And yeah, maybe. You go, I think. I, when I first started, I remember I was dreading it. And now I actually want it. It's almost like, it's yeah. like a, it wants the feeling. It's like, come on, give it a little harder to me. Yeah. You know, the, uh, but anyways, so just to be clear, there's three categories. Fragile, robust, anti-fragile. So let's move into another one of the points that comes out of the book. And it's called um, naive interventionism. Okay, so what that is, is turning something that is anti-fragile into something that's fragile. Okay, so, so th- there's <laughs> things that are already anti-fragile, yeah. but due to maybe, let's say, over-protectionism, right, we can actually turn something that's anti-fragile into to being fragile. And I'm sorry, I, I'm, as you know, I, I'm, I'm ran off my feet between preparing for bike for breakfast mm-hmm. and, and my, my business, and, and uh, I, I should have had the study in front of me, but I, in my MBA, when I was studying at the University of Alberta, we, we studied, covered it in a statistics class is uh, there's a study done, so bear with me. If somebody's listening to this, and if I say anything incorrect, just feel free to send me an email, send me a text, tell me you got, you got it a little bit wrong. Here's, yeah. here's how it was right. But uh, um, there was a study done that, um, that said, you know, a lot of kids have peanut allergies. You know how they say, uh, you know, don't send your kids to school with a peanut, with anything that has peanut in it. And rightfully so, because there are some kids that I, as my Senate, if, if there's a speck of peanut dust, they, they can die. Yeah. Well, due to overprotectionism, what the doctors used to tell and dietitians would tell uh, mums is just in case, we don't know if your, your child is, is allergic to peanuts or to nuts, don't give them any peanuts, anything, mm-hmm. until they're over the age of five, and then, and then we'll introduce it. So what was interesting is that uh, um, allergies to peanuts went through the roof. Right, because of over, so they took something that was anti-fragile and turned it into being fragile. Mm-hmm. And what they say, what the study says now is, no, you should introduce it earlier in in minute portions to mm-hmm. to start exposing the body to it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think they talk about uh, immune systems too with uh, oh, somebody in the class, and I don't know this study, but there's something around uh, keeping our, our homes too clean, right? You know, yeah. with 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 uh, uh, wiping everything down and and. Uh, Dishwashers and cl- uh, cleansing everything and, and wiping everything with anti antibacterial this and antibacterial that and antiviral. Yeah. And uh, hand sanitizer everywhere you go. No. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so I think th- that's that's naive naive interventionism. Um, now, what's interesting is Nassim Taleb spins it into other things. For example, the financial markets. So we we can look at this in, in other ways. Uh, the two thousand eight financial crisis i don't remember my movie what was the big what was the movie about uh i'm not a, i watched like 10 movies in 10 years a uh, movie a year guy but it was about the the 2008 financial crisis where the world was going to go off a cliff due to bad trades bad financial instruments all the banks were linked into these i think it exposed a lot of corruption a lot of weakness do you remember yeah. cody no cody no they remember. only missed it by 12 years yeah the, the uh, but anyways <laughs> What Nassim says, and again, I'm, I'm quoting, I've, I've read the book probably about two years ago, but what he said is, is that just like nature, what happened is a lot of banks were, were exhibiting bad behavior, taking big risks that maybe had big payouts, but also could take them out. Mm-hmm. And then when the time was come to pay the piper and the cards started to fall or the dominoes started to, to have their chain reaction and make their way through, what my, my memory of what Nassim uh, suggested is they should have let them fail, let them die. Mm-hmm. Just like Darwinianism, 
right? To say, you did this. That's now bad behavior. Now you die. The ones that made the smart decisions look at the ones that died and said, good thing we didn't do that. Right. We shouldn't do what they did because then we could be taken out. Mm-hmm. And now the strongest survive, the weakest die. And mm-hmm. it sends a signal to the markets. Instead, what they did is they said, remember the too big to fail? Yeah. What, it, what My understanding of what happened is, is the government convinced the public to say, those big banks are too big to fail. This could be catastrophic. So now what we should do is, is borrow money like Bail we've never borrowed before. Bail them out mm-hmm. to save them so that they're saved. And we're going to put it on the shoulders of every taxpayer of the United States yeah. so that they can stay alive. Now, what signal would that send to the, to the financial markets? Ah, we can do whatever the heck whatever we want. Whatever the hell we want. Let's go, right? We That's just got the signal. And so, so they, but they would have been anti-fragile. They would have been because there would have been some banks that did one thing, one some did another, yep. some did another, and they would have looked and said, "Oh, don't do that. That can take us out. Perfect. Let the ones that made the right decisions or the strong decisions survive." That's my understanding no. of what occurred. And it's cool because, I mean, you said it: some survive and some die. I think you could actually look at it a little less black and white, which is weird for me. But uh, you're going to get the banks or whoever that survives, but you're going to get like that made the astute decisions, right? Then you're going to get the ones that that go bankrupt or fall apart, whatever a bank does. But those people didn't necessarily die, but the entity in which they worked for did. But those people are probably going to turn around and re reintroduce themselves back into financial markets, back into the game with a different mindset, right. a, a, a better way to look at, at the, the future of these things. And that's, I think, one of our biggest problems is you have to f- like great for the guys that made it but like we've learned in in fighting too is it's you you either win or you learn kind of thing right so it's good to lose and that's what we're taking away from like i think this anti fragility thing it's really really good for us to lose sometimes right like you said with you're watching right now guys that overextended themselves in 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 our world with the oil field and the oil patch that have Hundred thousand dollar boats, two hundred thousand dollar campers, eight hundred thousand dollar houses, forty thousand dollar quads—all these mm-hmm. things—and they're having to give them back, right? And they're having to lose everything they have. Well, that's good, you know. Yes, it, it, it's it's not that I'm happy that they're going through pain, but but fuck, it's just a bit of discomfort. I've had to eat a sh- my fair share of it through the last bit. I thought a lot of people have. But it's like, okay, so next time it's good, which it'll come again, everything cycles its way through, are you going to make those decisions again? You know, And then hopefully, if you learn, you're anti-fragile or less fragile than you were because I think that good times and um, comfort creates so much fragility, so much. Well, it's proven in the world right now. We're a fragile, fragile place because all we do is – um, I look for comfort and stuff. Do you know John Donahue? I just want to tell a story. Is he here. the? Is that the books I just bought? He is the jujitsu guy. Oh, the bald yeah, guy that's bald always guy. the weird guy. That looks like he's like a, a weird dude. Yeah, he but he's like the mastermind Bond of jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's in everybody's corner. That's winning. Yeah. But lately, I've I, I, now maybe I'm just new to it, but um, I've stumbled across some of his videos. Actually, he was just on. Uh, no, I haven't. He, he has been in the spotlight more. He was on that Lex Fridman podcast. Yeah. He's, oh which yeah, is I think awesome. I listened to a little bit of that. Lex Fridman's awesome. If you ever want to watch a really good podcast, he's kind of like the new Joe Rogan kind of thing. Yeah. And then also he was on Joe Rogan. This uh, John Donner was anyway. Long story short, just a little background on John Donaher for people that don't know. 
he trains guys in jiu-jitsu in i think new york and he took this kid named gordon ryan and i think in like i want to say five years maybe i don't know for sure but just it was a very short period of time he went from this kid that was athletic kid you know wanted to learn to the best jiu-jitsu practitioner on the planet beating Mm -hmm. like like uh, brazilians that have been doing this since they were two years old kind of thing right and um anyway all he did was he took this really genius systematic approach to the and kind of this attitude that he has towards just slow like Mm -hmm. learning a little bit every day kind of thing instead of which i think everybody does but he had just go check him out but anyway what he said was he goes throughout human history throughout the entirety of human history other than the last little bit here we've the only reason you're here is to survive that's it he goes the human body this is a uh, donahue donaher yeah Donner. yeah he's saying this he goes and he's very smart like now listening to him I'm like okay this is why he's like his look on life is pretty cool he's got some really cool stuff that he talks about but anyway what he says is he goes throughout human history all we had was survival Right. So you had a purpose, you had, you know, and you had this anti-fragility firewall, so to speak, where either you were, you either became anti-fragile or you died. It's kind of the end of the story. Right. So then we built ourselves up and up and up and up till we got to the top of the food chain. And he's, he has some pretty cool stuff about that where he says like one guy goes into the, goes into the wild and he's a target. He's probably dead. Put five guys out in the, and they're a, we're, we're probably one of the best group hunters ever. Mm-hmm. And so he said, all of a sudden we got to the top of the food chain and we also developed agriculture and we've been becoming more and more fragile ever since. And we're getting more and more and more f- frail or fragile every day because if you're hungry, he said for most parts of the world, it's hard to starve to death. There is a place in the world where you can starve to death fairly easy. But for the most part, in most civilized areas of the world, you it's very, very, very... You have to be in a rough situation to starve to death. Because most places you can... You guys are doing this breakfast thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's Most of it, it's very, very hard to die nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to try pretty hard to die. And he said, that's never been like that before. So we are getting more and more and more fragile. And less anti-fragile, I guess. Because everything's just too easy. You know, we don't have to callous our minds we don't have you know it's like oh shit i just went eight minutes without porn i'm gonna die you know what i mean like that's how most men fucking think nowadays like my wi-fi's down and they're like losing their fucking mind we're fragile as hell i'd say this is the most fragile humanity's ever been and you can see it just open up fucking any any anything talking about the fact that you know we're trying to fight a disease you don't even know you have. Like, it's just, we need drama and everything like that. Like, we're just so soft. And I think that's why this is such cool topics. Because, I mean, I would like to see people start to doubt. I'm trying my best to try to back this up. Like, trying to turn it, go the other way. Mm-hmm. Right? But Th- these are. Uh, it's why I keep doing this podcast with you, Tanner. Is it's good to stop and think. And when you, when you have to come on, again, I had to refresh myself on Fragile and think my way through and reinforce it and question my own uh, positions you know because i think have you ever heard before that humans have a natural inclination to focus on the negative 
and it might be to help us survive, right? Yeah. Have you heard that before? It's like, yeah, no, for sure. it's like if you're laying in the bush and you hear a, a, a stick snap, <laughs> yeah. you assume that it's a wolf. You should, yeah. Or a bear that's hungry. Yeah. Because if you assume it's nothing, which even though it has a higher probability that it's just a, it's just wind. Yeah. Or it's a rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's probably the highest probability. Yeah. But in that little chance of nature, you better fear that. You, it was, yeah. You're sorry. better off to over-prepare. Yeah, there's somebody yeah. That, that talked about a theory, but I'm sorry, I don't remember it. But I, but when you're talking, I'm trying to remi- I'm trying to filter it through that thought process into what you're saying that we're the most fragile we've ever been, mm-hmm. and I kind of go, but what if it, there's going to be positives to this too? Well, for sure. Like never before have we had this many people with computers, with systems, with uh, uh, knowledge stacking on knowledge. We could, if this is done right, we can we can become even more anti-fragile to things like, like Cody and you and I were talking before, things like uh, uh, asteroid uh, hitting the earth, right? The, like we've talked before, this Chicxulub Club crater down in, in Mexico. I've, I've stood in the, not the middle of it, but I've stood in the crater. And it's a crater, they think it happened around 66 million years ago. And uh, uh, I want to say the diameter of this crater is 180 miles wide. I've talked about it on here before, I think. I think so, yeah. And, uh, um, and they think that that's what, started the climate change and it knocked out they, th- they think it knocked out like 75% of all plant species and all animal species I think that's oh, what they thought, thought knocked out the dinosaurs oh I thought you're not paying enough tax started climate change <laughs> yeah. fuck there yeah, could be other causes but anyways this the uh, uh, fellow that was on Joe Rogan can't remember his name it, it, too much I wish I had more time to, to go research all yeah, this whatever. stuff but I don't think anybody's no, yeah. there's a, but there's a fellow on Joe Rogan oh uh, cataclysmic events Who's a fellow that talks about history on Joe Rogan, where he talks about cataclysmic events? Mm-hmm. That does, is that Jago memory, memory for you? The one no, he but either yeah. way. Anyway, it's, it's that guy. He t- this fellow uh, uh, says that hum- humanity's probably built up a number of times over history, to where we, we, we start to gain populations, we start to gather, like you say, five come together, one one alone will die, five will come together, yep. two two hunt, two hold down the fort, and two, you know, fight off the wolves, right? Whatever, right? So we're better together. And then they build themselves up, build up the knowledge. And then something happens that just pounds us back into being, you know, there's one million of us on the entire planet living in caves and, and we got to figure out how to come together again. Mm-hmm. And so this Chicxulub crater um, that's 180 miles wide, uh, the fellow Joe Rogan said that that crater alone, if you took, I'm a little bit older than you, you folks, the uh, you two. When, when I talk about USSR in the United States and Cold War, Tanner, you'd, you'd be of that. Like I would have been in the later years of school yeah. when you are in school. You remember that. Yeah. Back when they talked about history in school. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the, 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 the big thing, every, I remember they talked, actually at that time they talked about global cooling. Oh, was it? Yeah, there was global <laughs> cooling they were worrying about. Pay your tax so, the, uh, so yeah. it gets hotter. We paid too I much tax that. and yeah. now it's too hot. And the other thing was always this, this pending World War III that was going to wipe us out. Yeah. Because the USA and USSR had stacked up with every nuclear weapon they could get their hand on, and uh, this fellow on Jorgen said, if if they if you were to take all of the nuclear weapons that both of those those two entities had exploded them all at the same time, that one crater would have ten thousand times the explosive power of all those put together, and so, uh, in in short, I wonder if by gathering, you know, what, what, how many billion are we at on the planet? Eight. Well, to show eight. Is it seven point eight or something like that? That's not right. We've got some smart people, and we've we've got computers, and and we could start to become more fragile to where we start mm-hmm. to think, let's not fight each other, let's figure out a way to zap these things with a laser, right? When they're still, you know, 
10,000 kilometers out. Let's start to be able to sight these things and predict them. Or we talked about, like, uh, I think, Cody, you said, or when the sun burps, right? You know, we, yeah. we could have some weird solar things, flare. solar flares, right? So maybe, maybe by coming, those are things that can only happen when you pool in great numbers, have resources to where you're not worrying about food. You're not running around saying, I need to spend all my time getting a rabbit. I can spend my time thinking about lasers at laser, you know, sharks with fucking laser beams on. So maybe if we do this right, we can still become more antifragile because now we're not worrying about food. We're worrying about asteroids. Okay. I want to ask you a rebuttal to that. Okay. So now what if we need that asteroid to hit in order to create antifragility? What happens? What if by stopping the asteroid, by stopping cataclysmic events, what if we need those? Hmm. Came one of my former students, who was a smart fellow. He was very religious, and uh, he changed my thought pattern because when I went down, I spent some time in this area. It's, it's heavily into the Mayans. That's where the, the Mayan population was, right? Which, uh, ch- Chichen Itza and all this kind of stuff. And the Mayans were smart people. They had a lot of stuff. Well, they talked to fucking aliens, of course. And they they, were smart. they had a big population. I want to say again, I don't know my stats. I'm, I'm frustrating yeah. myself here. But I, I don't worry, say, you just sound uneducated, hillbilly <laughs> like me. Finally, you sound stupid like me because you can't back up. Anything. No, everybody's always mad at me because I can't back up anything I say. But it's like, well, then don't fucking listen. Well, they gathered in cities. They had plumbing. They stored up water. They they did math. They did. They studied the stars. They were yeah. smart, and they they were able to come together. And I want to say at the peak of their population. I forget how many millions they had. And they had cities. So they Lots, were they're yeah. organized. They had a lot. And uh, um, anyways, uh, uh, one of the things that I, no- I noticed about them or that I was taught about the Mayans when I was down there is that they don't fear death. Like it's it's it, where we, we kind of fear death. They almost, I thought they celebrated or they have a, a parade once a year. You know those... Uh, Oh, face painting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the, yeah. with the skulls and all the diamonds around them. And I can't remember what it is, what, what that is. But anyways, I was telling my student that. And it's like, you know, what? maybe we look at death wrong. You know, it, it naturally happens. Yeah, it's going to fucking happen. So, so, you know, right now it's like if somebody passed away, you run up to the casket, you kind of freak out a little bit. And, yeah. and, and, you know, mom or dad or grandpa, grandpa just don't look the same as they used to. And that's about the end of it where they, they do it differently. In the minds mm-hmm. is what I learned. He's like, no, you're wrong, Ken. You always have to fear death. Humans have to find a way to survive. That's that you have to have one gear, figure out how to stay alive. I can't remember why he. he what if? What but if, if you, so were when you say maybe yeah. it's good? Yeah, maybe it is good. I think but we is. still have to find a way I to survive. That it, I think that at, at best as we can. Can I reword that even to say what if we? I think you should fear death, because if you die, you're gone. What if you could respect death? That's more my take on it. Why don't like in this last. Um, little while here i've learned that i you can respect it right so let's not try to make it happen so to speak right but at the same time too let's not be scared to the point where like right now you're watching a world sell itself out to because of their fear of death Mm. right but we need there has to be a certain amount of death for the population to be healthy because, like, let's face it, if everything lives, you just raise the bar of all of a sudden you you can see it in, in every animal population. If you get too many of them, it's natural that weakness will take over. And we're there. We were there a long time ago. Let's face it. Oh, you think we're overpopulated? Oh, fuck, are we ever. But oh, you think so? Oh, for sure. 100%. Yep. We can't sustain this. Like, this is ridiculous. Maybe, maybe, but we should have been depopulated fucking, but not by Bill Gates. We should have been depopulated through 
okay, you're weak and you're going to die because you didn't take care of your shit and then let that person die. They know it's like, oh, you just overdosed on heroin. See you, bud. Like, don't fucking do heroin. See, I don't know. But we don't. We keep everybody alive. Everybody. And there needs to be a certain amount. And I'm not trying to sound like some morbid, morbid asshole about this, but let's face it. If everybody lives for no reason at all sometimes, and you're going to, some health people are going to die, I get it. But there's, we, we got to start reintroducing ourselves to nature and how it fucking works. Because we are the most, and this anti-fragility thing ties perfectly into nature. Perfectly. Everything in nature that I've seen any witnessed with my own eyes out in outside of the square boxes of humanity follows antifragility to a T. Right? Look at uh, look at natural selection. Yeah, uh, you know, if the animal without spots dies, the animal with spots lives. Well guess what happens? The animals with spots reproduce and now every animal has spots and now they have camouflage. Right? So what's wrong with that? Instead we're like, oh no no that animal, you can still, you know, you can still not have spots and be special. It's like, no, you should be fucking wolf shit. But now it's, we don't do that. We, we don't follow nature's plan. What we do is we have our own plan. And to me, that is probably the most dangerous thing on this planet is Ooh. probably our own minds and our fragility. That's my take on it. That's yeah, interesting. The, the uh, find... And, and I think that's maybe what I'm hoping that a lot of people get out of listening to this is that there's no right answer to this. Like, you don't know the right answer to everything. I, I don't, don't know the right answer. Maybe, this is all opinion-based. Maybe based. we're both incredibly wrong. <laughs> right? Probably. But, but. But, it's, but polarization of discussion should spur thoughts, right? So if, if you hear somebody that's you know saying, no, this is black, and somebody's over here saying, no, 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 it's actually white, mm-hmm. and somebody in the middle saying it's kind of great, it's good. If all we For do sure. is spur thought... So people can find their own or, or, or disagree or yell and, and swear at us or agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it's be the fucking disagree. As you're There's talking with disagreeing. And I know you and I like we we're obviously similar enough that we like to fight train together and like to chat and, and like to mix ideas. But a lot of what you say, I, I come out on the opposite end. And I know and, you and do. some <laughs> of it but you do also change my mind in some ways. And I like that. I, like you have yeah. more of a a two by four to the head approach, and that's okay. Just doesn't mean I need to accept your thoughts and your beliefs, but mm-hmm. it's good to get shocked once in a while and go, oh, that's an interesting thought. So immediately what comes to my mind when you talk about that is I'm like, here's what I think is cool about humans is that there's something inside of me that if I seen another human dying or, or, or struggling for breath, don't care what the color they are, don't care if they're tall or mm-hmm. short, I don't care what religion they are, there's a part of me that's like that wants to help. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. You know, like... That, that altruism um, is, I'm, I'm not talking about war where the, I just watched them shoot 15 of no, my, no, no. My, my, but I'm just saying there's something in me that's like, I don't want to see that human stop breathing. Oh, I want to give them artificial resuscitation or I want to take what they're choking out of their throat or I want to drag them off the battlefield and bring them back and bring them back to life. There's something in me that's, that's in that and I think it's in humans. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, for maybe sure. Maybe I'm making I mean, an assumption because maybe there's some people that enjoy watching that. There are sick... No, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. There's going to be some people that like to watch that. But I think on the whole, 
humans come yeah. wired with a bit of a so anyways i think I for the most part most people don't want to see another human being suffer and yeah. die now yeah. so darwinism just do you mind if i finish that no darwinism ran out to its course is no you watch that one without spots get eaten right because mm-hmm. the one with spots whatever it works out right i'm like no i'm still gonna stick up for both you know, yeah. like, and I know in the long run it might make us weak. Mm-hmm. It might. Yeah, but what if that means at the detriment of your children? <sighs> See, that's what people don't understand is it's like, okay, so if you don't let the one without spots die, it might rebreed. <laughs> don't take this as some fucking, like, Nazi shit either. <laughs> like, that's not what this is. But the whites, the one without spots starts rebreeding in yeah. and starts bringing what will get everybody killed back into the population mm-hmm. because you saved it. And now that's at a detriment to the next generation. Yep. I've thought about that. Yeah. So I've that's my that. biggest oh, no, fear I'm with, with it. Like, I'm with trust you. me, if I see somebody, I don't know what I would do, but either way, <laughs> it's one of those deals where we need to, there's my take is, is there's easy places to find this. There's the easy decision, yeah. and then there's the hard, the hard decisions. Yeah. We're not even doing that right now. Right well, now, it's like, you know what I mean? You're 500 pounds. You're just about dying every day from the age of 40 to 80, and we still fucking let you do it. Yeah, That's the problem. Where it's got to, I think at some point it's got to be like, listen, we're going to let you go be you. Mm. So you're like, now you're like 900 pounds or whatever you are. You know, you've yep. got 17,000 liters of fentanyl in your blood or whatever it is. At some point, we got to say, okay, here, bro, we're not helping you anymore. So you have a decision. You're dead or you become anti-fragile and you join the rest of us in contributing and being something that doesn't end up getting us all killed at some point. That's what I think. It. I saw these, these are hard questions to wrestle with. Let, let me... Uh, the, they really are, aren't they? Like, where's the line that you cut off? For example, right? I get you because if we go to, to the extreme, yeah. let's say somebody self-inflicts, right? They they eat, they live on Big Macs, they don't jog, mm-hmm. right? They 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 shoot up with some kind of drug every that's day. That's the guy I'm talking about. Okay, but like now, let's take that line, right? Let's let, that's on the other ex- continent. Whoops, on the get a trap. Don't on cut that. those traps. <laughs> You get your fingers stuck. Let's see how anti-fragile my left hand yeah, is. Yeah, let's anti-fragile that finger of but, yours. But let's go on the other end of that continuum. Yeah. Somebody who has never touched a drop alcohol, never yeah. smoked a cigarette, right? Yep. Jo- jogs every morning. Okay, so where's the line where we cut off and say, too bad, son of a gun, right? Mm-hmm. You're Culture. on your own. Culture. Yeah, you can see where it's hard though, yeah. right? Uh, because my mind, I've thought, I, I've stayed up hours at night yeah. thinking about that because Cause, I'm cause like maybe, I am a maybe dirty, savage son of a bitch for even thinking this. Maybe the line is pa- further that way than past you and I. Oh, for sure. And well, if we get sick we, by by smoking or drinking or not by mm-hmm. not sleeping properly, we have a higher probability of entering that hospital, right? right? Which becomes a, for sure a, a shoulder on society. But what do we? Maybe s- they should say, "Sorry, we've, we've we've your number doesn't match. Your your health number doesn't match. You've obviously not taken care of yourself enough. Mm-hmm. Doors locked. Right. You got to go." You know, like maybe we're past that, that point. I don't know. It's, it's, and I think it's cultural. And I think that that's the problem is we no longer have culture. Mm-hmm. We have governments. There's there's a difference. Culture and governments don't live mm-hmm. together. They're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. You A culture is something that you develop in order for survival, in order for your people to enjoy their time here mm-hmm. on this planet for 60 to 80 years or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Once you introduce government into that, which is just absolute power and, and corruption, now you just destroy it all. Mm-hmm. Right? 
-hmm. Like you look at Canada's not even Canada anymore. Yeah. It's not. It's just whatever the government needed it to be to line their pockets. The government's a fucking business. And they've turned they've sold out Canada's culture for business, but whatever. Sure. But what we what I'm saying about that is the line becomes what the people should decide it to be, not yeah. what the government decides. Like what is best for us should be the line. So let's just take an example, Sparta. Mm -hmm. Right? You look at that and we glorify it. We love this, right? Because in our brains we know that this is true. I think that we lie to ourselves way too much. But you look at Sparta. We make movies about it. We write books about it. And it's just like, oh, man, these guys were so awesome. I mean, most of us think. Mm -hmm. Some people probably don't think so. They're vegans. But, no. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we all think that um, Sparta was so cool. Why was Sparta cool? Because there was no fucking weak people in Sparta. They threw babies off a cliff if they looked a little bit mal, mal or deformed or whatever, malnutrition, like just anything. They would, that is the epitome of um, anti-fragility because they basically tested you from the time you were born until you became one of their elite warriors or one of their elite citizens because either you got there or you didn't make it. So they tested your fragility. And if you failed, well, you were gone. And if not, so now 3,000 years later, we still talk about these guys, right? Mm -hmm. Every society we ever talk about that has left its mark on our history on has adopted a strict level of anti-fragility all of them all of them these are good discussions right like if you look at you look at the like my for me i look at the vikings right mm -hmm. you didn't stop the fucking boat and be like ah uh, yeah little sigfrid there uh yeah he's have uh, we got to turn around he's having an emotional problem and he needs to go back and no, it's I'm like totally sick to my stomach. I can't be on the ship any longer. <laughs> I miss my mommy. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But, but they didn't do that. It's like, okay, man, you either live or you die. But we ain't turning around, right? So, but here's the thing, and I'm not saying like that is that is an old school way of thinking. But here's the thing: is we are not doing. We glorify these things. We glorify anti-fragility because it's in our DNA to be anti-fragile. It just is. It's just right now we think that our emotions are more important than that. Okay. And I think that that's fucking horseshit. I can, agree, I can agree on that. Is that the more we rely on emotions and feelings and... Um, but it's feelings that keeps that guy alive yeah. that you said. But, but let me... Like throw, when let you me said you can't watch another guy sit there and it's your feelings... That it's, is why you're going to go help him. And it's, it's, it, if it's wired into us, yeah. it must be there for a reason, you know? Uh, um, but as you're talking, I wonder if over time, if there's different strengths that should be held up high. For example, does, there was a fellow I knew in town. He, he was a really neat guy, and I, I, I got to go find him. He, Because he, uh, I'm, I'm going to misquote him. He, he does uh, a lot of drywalling in town, and he had a daughter that was special needs, and I spent some time chatting with him. And they got involved with like a doctor that was out of the military. He was a military doctor for a while. And then he, they got involved with him to, to work with their daughter. And as I remember him telling me, I just got to find, I won't say his name, but I got to go make sure mm -hmm. I've got my story right. The doctor told him something along this from my memory is that based off of your physical conditions or your, your, your mental conditions that you have might dictate over what you rely on to survive. For example, if you just happen to be six foot five, 250 pounds, and can run as fast as the fast person in the NFL, you're going to kind of say, here's my card. I'm physical. 
Mm-hmm. I don't need to think as much. I can run faster. I can beat you up. I can pound you into the sand, right? Somebody who, uh, um, for example, uh, one of my sons, Joe, right? He's got one bad eye, but he's also highly intellectual, right? He, he's, he's already computer programming. And I'm, I'm, so he would say that maybe if you aren't as physically strong, you, you will say, I need to find another way to play my strong cards. Absolutely. So maybe that baby that the Spartas threw over, mm-hmm. they didn't think because right their 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 um, civilizations needed strength because it was war, mm-hmm. hunting, you know all, all all physical characteristics you need. But maybe that baby they threw over was the one that was going to think about some engineering to create a new tool that, that was going to be able to take over the next threat that's coming because somebody else there's a little engineer that was born over in the mm-hmm. the Greeks. Right? Sure. For the Romans. I, I j- what do you think? I just want to interject a little bit. Yeah, for that part, fucking I agree with you, Ken. Who the fuck yeah. is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that are, that's why we need three. We need two right. on one at some point. Uh, with that, I agree. Um, like Dar- Darwinism and natural selection doesn't ac- never accounted for intelligence. Yeah. Intelligence came about because of those things, but they they don't... Intelligence and natural selection don't sit in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Because, well, I think we can safely say we are the only intelligent, we are the epitome of intelligence that we know of mm-hmm. in history on this planet. So we've surpassed natural selection. Like We don't have natural selection anymore, for the most part, as the, humans. Yes. So, um, we're, we're avoiding it at all we, costs. We're avoiding it, or have we, I think we have surpassed it. In the sense of like, so Ken says, you know, maybe someone who would get tossed overboard, you know, 600 years ago might be like, hey, you know what? He, instead of, he might have to go to a different strength, which might be, hey, you know what? Instead of Elon Musk. It, right. Something like that, you know, or like, you know, someone who might be not be able to help row the boat. Maybe, you know what, guys, instead, um, I like books better. I'm just going to sit over and read instead. And yet he might develop you know a motor for that boat or something like that right da vinci exactly right so i mean in my i think we've surpassed what natural selection and darwinism can give us anymore Mm. because of intelligence so i think when we are in you know we're relatively young species as far as the world goes um we are trailblazing Intelligence. So I think it's a definitely a, a muddy area that we're we're the ones that have to figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know, other animals have figured out eyesight, how to fucking hunt, how to swim, all this yep. shit. Humans have to figure out intelligence. I think it's just So you think that our intelligence will become even more of our paramount operating system? Yeah, absolutely. Or one of the one of the tools that you Yeah, and maybe Maybe we need those, like, because when we, when we're able to pool resources to where we weren't chasing a rabbit or figuring out how to pick berries all day, just enough to get, get enough cal- uh, calories to survive the next day, we were able to start to think, right? The Greeks, we still rely on a lot that the Greeks came up with. Why? Because they, they had the time to sit around and think because somebody was going to go off and pick the berries and shoot, shoot the, ra- raise the animal to eat. Right, and so by pausing to think, the thinkers become more, when you have when you, I suppose if you're in a hunter gatherer, the stronger one has more more mm-hmm. value, in terms of all of humanity. And when we when we pool our resources, and we have time to think. The thinkers maybe have more value. Pythagoras, 
right? Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, right? And I think you start... (laughs) You start building the playing field, too, by doing it, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so right now, the thinkers or the tech people have built the built the game. Yeah. This is now the the physical game we don't even play it anymore. Yeah. We just play a technical we're doing it right now. Yeah, like you know, like, like you if and everybody I take fine trading, yeah. I can barely spell artificial intelligence. I know. You know, and I see know. and see that's where it becomes a problem too and this is why we have to have the discussions out in the open and all this stuff because like my theories are very barbaric and now that I yeah, I'm surrounded by two fucking liberals or whatever. Um, Do you hurt your feelings? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm gonna you turn the you boat back. And I'm let gonna you off? I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, I'm not gonna be. And I'm here. gonna go yeah. and I'm gonna talk to somebody that can write a Facebook post yeah. for me about how much it's gonna be cryptic. It's gonna be like, don't you just hate it yeah. when two guys don't, don't agree with you, you when clearly you're right? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go get my kids to write me that Facebook post. Yeah. Um. Or they can dance. They can do interpretive dance yeah, on, TikTok on TikTok to my emotions. Yeah. Let's on do, TikTok. Do that. Um, yeah. But seriously though, because somewhere, see, I'm not gonna. I I won't yield that easily to that either. Yes, I believe that the tech giants have built the game, but we still live in a bigger game. Mm. We still live in a biological game, you know, and, and so that's all. I, both of yep. you have said things that have made my mind think a little bit different about this, but not, not just it, it's clear, clear, more clarified. Because when I lay there and think about it, it's just not nearly that ar- ar- articulate. But we still, like, you can build a computer and build intelligence, but it still lives on a biological planet that's still, like, you say, Darwinism's gone. Is it gone or has it been paused? I don't know. Because there's that option sure. too, is that maybe we've just paused it let's for go, a bit. Let's go like this: what, that crater, it's going to land in the exact same spot. Matter of fact, let's say it lands right here. There's a that, second Chicks Club. It lands okay. right here. It's coming in 14 minutes. All yeah. I can hear is you saying Chicks and Club. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm saying it wrong. I say Chicks Club. Uh, the X Chicks and there's clubs? no X. That's what it kept saying. Like, is that this is like some dirty like? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been married for a number of years. Dirty, but I was down in Mexico, one of these Chicks and Clubs. VH, <laughs> VHS that you found in your dad's closet. Where, chicks and Clubs. <laughs> it's where my wife listens to the podcast and leaves me 15 minutes later. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I pronounce it Chicks Club. I believe yeah. the reasoning is that there's no X in yeah. in uh, Spanish or in Mayan. Yeah. So it's actually pronounced Chichaloop. So I, I oh, mean, yeah, that so sounds chich, way more chichaloop. like Chichen Itza. Ch- Chichaloop. Yeah. So I, I do Garrett Chicks in Club. Here too. Yeah. I, I, translate. I, I like Chicks and Clubs. Yeah. I like Chicks and Clubs too. I used to really like Chicks, chicks and Clubs. Club. Yeah. But if, if this Joe Rogan, <laughs> if there is cataclysmic events that occur, it's going to occur, right? At some point, if, mm-hmm. if it happened. Like, have you ever seen, like, they, they talk about, like, the top 10 craters on planet Earth. Like, there's a lot of them, yeah. right? And so this isn't the first time we've been hit by a giant floating no, rock. No. So we're a ball of, that's floating through the space, and mm-hmm. there's another one coming. It's going to Is it coming down. in five days, five years, 500 years, 5,000 <laughs> years, 50,000 years? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's coming in one of those years. So at some point History in time. History would tend to say that we're going to get hit by sure. another one. Yeah. So so at some point in time, it, it's just going to happen. Yeah. Even if that's, you know, if it's not, if it's not human-made, right? Wars, whatever. you know, a yep. genocide, whatever. Uh, but I want to know right now in our short term, let's go like this. Let's let's talk about things that we can control. I wonder if it's the minds, the thinkers that can mm. fi- uh, s- combine with leadership. They can figure out <laughs> leadership. How, what's that? Yeah, but can figure out maybe we're our worst, our most probable problem mm-hmm. is going to be 
genocide, totalitarianism, mm. uh, um, mass war. Like, I, I wonder if that's right. not the one we go, <clears throat> yeah, that rock's coming, but Ken, you just said maybe it's coming in within 50,000 years. Yeah. So maybe it's a low risk, but when it comes to you, it's, it's one of these cataclysmic events. But in our lifetimes, we all know there's been wars and, and, and civil wars and genocides. And, and so the, that's probably our higher probability of something's going to take us. Maybe thinkers with leadership mm-hmm. that says, folks, we, we can't go down this path. And maybe that'll jump into our next one. Well, can I, I say something yeah, about that it. too? Because that, see, I think that no matter what we all say, mm-hmm. the fragility thing still holds true where, I, yeah, should we have thrown the guy that was potentially smart off a cliff or off a boat at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe we should have, because that's what the culture called for. Um, now should you know, because we now have this new, like need for intelligence, let's mm-hmm. say, right. Or for the thinker. Yeah. But what I'm, f- this is what I'm scared of is that, um, or that I would like people to be wary of because is ego. Mm-hmm. I think that above, all your outside of an asteroid or aliens or something, what will kill humans or which will kill us will be ego, right? So if you look at it, I would love to myself, like I might seem like the biggest barbarian ever, but I definitely see a place for the tech guy, for the warrior, for the mom, for the dad, for the farmer, right? My problem is, is a lot of what I'm seeing or what I'm interpreting as I see things happen is these tech type fellas that seem to have all this power now really seem to have a chip on their shoulder about the biology piece of things, right? Like we're trying to get rid of meat. We're trying to get rid of fight, like violence. We're trying to get rid of, oh, what else is there? There's a million, like we're trying to... They're trying to make people, it seems to me anyway, that they're trying to make people as physically weak as them because they hate seeing people. Maybe it's something else. But what I'm seeing is there is a physical strength that still needs to be held in high regard. And I'm seeing that get chiseled away at every day where it's like, stop being strong. Like if It is fucking science that if you eat red meat, you will be stronger. You can't change that opinion. Because it's been proven a million, a billion times over. The reason why you can actually think to run your fucking computer is because of red meat and saturated fats. So the thing is, is we need to be very careful about killing the strong in case we need them. But it's just, it's, there's this eerie feeling I have in the back of my fucking skull all the time of, are these guys on our team or not? Do you guys think that can, at can all? I, like, I, when I look at, like, the, that fucking weird son of a bitch that runs Facebook and mm-hmm. these all these tech guys, it's almost like you get this feeling like they don't want to see physical strength even part of humanity anymore. They want to see control and intelligence take over. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm right. And well, I think we just need to be very careful about throwing the baby out with the bathwater when we start emasculating society, mm-hmm. when we start tearing down all these things that we've built, because you might throw out the only thing that can protect you if biology becomes more important than intelligence. So <clears throat> just a thought. Here's, here's um, 
as you're talking, I'm like, you know what? I can't spend too much time thinking about this because I, I don't know the answer. And I'll never figure it out. And nobody's going to listen to nobody's me Nobody's going to figure it out. <laughs> even yeah. if I didn't know the answer. Yeah. So then but no, I kind of Nobody's going to figure it out. Probably the best is, is in my family raising our children is to raise them to be intellectually smart and physically strong. Yeah. Right? The balance. You know, yeah, yeah, the balance. Yeah. Play, play both cards. Absolutely. Right? Read a lot. Debate. Eat well. Sleep well. Imagine out, a society that did that, Ken. Yeah, that, that, that's probably like, the answer. Wow. Is... Uh, is, is play both cards. Like, imagine a Spartan that can do what some of these tech ah, guys can do. Marcus Aurelius. Right? Imagine right? that. There but we we're go. killing either one or the other at all times. And there maybe goes back to my, to rebut yeah. against my whole argument to start with. Sure. Maybe the I right argue answer. against myself every time I <clears throat> That's talk. That's good, though. But, that shows intelligence. But at the end of the day, it's, I think that we need to hold both the biological and the intelligence piece in high regard. And I think that you and I think that way too. Like, yeah. I mean, we, I come on this podcast, note my mouth and then everybody's like, okay, yeah. So he's as dumb as we thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, just, I mean, trust me, just cause yeah. he looks that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, I think that no. we, whether or not we're intelligent or not, I don't know if that's a thing, but what we are is people that are looking for answers and trying to be better. Yeah. trying to solve the issues mm-hmm. instead of trying to make the issues acceptable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's, I think, the, one of the yeah. problems right now is everybody, if they have an issue, instead of trying to fix it, they just try to make it acceptable, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, like I say, I, I always attack the weight thing just because I think that there's no reason to be fat. But it's, I'm just going to make body shaming a bad thing and I'm going to make being fat healthy. It's like, well, no, but you can't do that because it's about biologically even a feasible thing. So I think we're all here to say, okay, let's make things better. Like we have enough intelligence to say, like, let's be better. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that you gotta, I think that there's an ideal that we need to set. That's like, let's be fucking physical warriors and mental warriors. Yeah. But yeah. instead it's somebody picks one or the other. And yeah, you know, Taleb, he, he has a couple other <clears throat> terms. He has something called, he calls the Lindy effect. I don't think he came up with the word Lindy, but he calls the Lindy effect is, when it comes to like things that are non-perishable or, or ideas or thoughts or technology, there'll be a correlation between the length of time that, that he, uh, humanity has relied on something with, with predicting how long it's going to stick around for. So, for example, he, he makes a comparison of, uh, you know, when Apple comes out with their newest iPhone, they say, this is going to revolutionize the world. It will change humanity. He goes, no. Well, <clears throat> no when the iPhone 8 came over, yeah. you know, it, it was a little bit better than the iPhone 7. But it didn't change humanity. And, and it's not... Th- the fact that each iPhone version only lasts for a few years before it's now old, the Lindy effect says the next one won't last very long. Oh, it's right? exponentiating in a way? Yeah, so yeah. he says, like, if when we look at something that's lasted thousands of years, right, like the Bible, or like Plato's, Plato's teachings, or Aristotle, or these types of things, when, when, or, or, or ways of setting up societies... Right, you know the Romans' way of, of building a city, or, or, or having voting patterns, or, or these type of things. So, if it's something that's lasted and helps society to last for hundreds of thousands of years, listen to it. Yeah. Uh, um, another thing he talked about was uh, also the, the um, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna forget about that. One. <clears throat> another thing he talked about is posi- positivia and negativia. He talks about how when we want to fix a problem or help something. Sometimes we, we have an inclination to do something to help it. Right. So, for example, right. he talks about um, uh, doctors. They, they're, they're trained to treat something with medicine or cut it out. 
right? And they're helpers. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, a doctor will be a helper, traditionally, mm-hmm. right? And so when somebody comes and says, I'm ill, I'm hurting, I, I've got a throbbing ache in the back of my foot, they start thinking, what should I, I got to do something. I got to be do positivity. Put it on the mommy hat. Yeah, I got to fix yeah. it, right? And sometimes the best thing you can do is negativia, where he says, don't do anything. Just let the body fight it, yeah. right? And so... Well, then, yeah. yeah. And so, but that's hard to do. And he, I think he, I hope I'm repeating it right. He says there's a couple of reasons for that when it comes to medicine. Is that one is, if you're a helper, if, you know, like if, if you're ill and I'm watching you turn blue, mm-hmm. and even if I know the best thing to do is just to stand here and wait till you breathe, that's hard to do. I got to do something. I got to slap him on the back or I got to drive yeah. my finger in your throat to see if you're choking on something. Yeah. So I feel it makes me feel like I'm doing something more if I'm helping physically mm-hmm. or, or taking action. Uh, uh, but maybe negativia is the best plan of attack. So to me, a little bit like what we're going through right now, I don't know the answer. I just, none of us know the answer. Like with... Uh, with, with COVID with, and uh, immunizations, yeah. right? Or vaccinations. Is that, you know, we, we might be doing... Oh, the, sorry. The second thing he says about doctors is their liabilities, right? So if you come into me and you've got a blue face, yeah. if I do something, it's harder for you to sue me because I tried yeah, to do something. You, d- you did your best, yeah. Right? Ah. But, if, but if I don't do anything yeah. and you're like, listen, you walked out 50 yeah. minutes later, you fell dead on the street. Hmm. It's like, okay, We're now I'm open myself to us. Governments and lawyers fucking everything up again. Yeah, Weird. it's interesting, isn't it? Weird. Uh, um, but to me, a little bit like what we're going through right now is the, the immunizations. You know, yeah. when I combine the Lindy effect with this positivia negativia, I kind of go, okay, the immune system's been around a long, long time. And it's come through the cataclysmic events. It's come mm-hmm. through the diseases. It's come through. I know this is hard, but but it's still, we're still here, yeah. which tells me it worked. The Lindy effect tells me that I, I like my immune system. Get your immune systems work. Yeah, and then, if you let them. And then uh, negativia might be the best thing is to, for maybe for to to for for at least my family's perspective. I know it's maybe selfish, but mm-hmm. you know my kid that's ten that's healthy, right? As of right now, there's uh, zero deaths recorded in Alberta by the under 19-year-olds. And we do know that there can be adverse reactions to a, a vaccination, mm-hmm. right? So uh, uh, so they, they, they can be positively, they can have a, a positive immune response to being affected. But we'll get into that later. Yep. Anyways, Tana, let's jump into the next one. Um, oh, so n- next thing out of the book. How are we doing for time anyways? Where are we at? About an hour and five minutes, uh, four yeah, minutes. hour and seven. So maybe... Maybe I'll, I'll throw out one more and then maybe Tanner, we can just jump into to, uh, the, the last stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, the, in the book, Nassim talks about developing strategies that make us anti-fragile to black swan events. Right. So he calls black swan events. You can have both negative and positive black mm-hmm. swan events. These are those rare occurrences that can have a huge impact. That you don't see coming. They're non-predictable. Ch- Chichalube crater. Yeah. Right? So what he says is sometimes humans think that the worst thing that they've ever seen is the worst thing that can happen <laughs> yeah right and so we'll, we'll kind of put on yeah. blinders go like don't worry there's never a crater coming again or there's never yeah. an asteroid coming again yeah don't worry there's never a mass war don't worry there's never there won't ever be another joseph stalin right yeah. that's that it hasn't happened in my lifetime therefore the the it's the cataclysmic yep. effect but there's also positive posit- i'm doing it myself i'm focusing on the negative because there's positive uh, black swan events as well anyways <clears throat> like what did huh. you have any examples uh, I'm just trying to think. Well, all the way. I'm trying to think of one because it was a long time ago that I, no, two years that I read it. But I'm trying to th- let's just think if we can think on the spot here. A positive black no. swan event. Let's say, um, maybe discovery of antibiotics. Oh sure. I would say that's probably one of the biggest things. Yeah, had. something that you weren't predicting that had a massive change. But um, does it have to? But then we go back to the person actually had to have the 
the repetitive knowledge to make that into yeah maybe like when a, when an asteroid hits it just hits yeah but let's talk positive right? is that maybe maybe uh the development of um plumbing systems of right what, of what plumbing sort? systems oh. like uh, uh keep n- not drinking from our, our shit water mm-hmm. right like you know everybody would have just been doing it <clears throat> right and well, then I when think we, I, I think i missed the interpreted what this is but and anyway, so somebody anyway, comes along ahead. and says hey yeah. what if we do this differently and yeah. it saves millions of lives okay Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, I but, but it's interesting. I got to think about that more about the positive black swan events. What like because like I think of a black swan like the way that Nassim talked about it in the one thing that yeah. I watched is he said it's something that like he said, like he said, there's people trying to call COVID a black swan event. He goes, it's not. It was predictable. It's going to happen, yep. right? But they think that because something's catastrophic, it had like it, it it needs to be a black swan because oh that never happens. But like you said, it mm. happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of. What if this back to Nietzsche mm-hmm. is this kind of goes back to his thing is what if there is no positive or negative? Because I bet you some of the most negative black swan events became the most positive because of the yeah, fragility that they yeah. create. Maybe it's just a black swan event and it can't be mm-hmm. put a polarity on it because sometimes the actually shouldn't say sometimes most of the time the most negative events become positive. Mm. Humans uh, have a way of doing that. Maybe, or maybe uh, when we get back to Chichilub, if it was Chichilub, Chichilub that uh, uh, caused mass extinction, mm-hmm. I think there's a theory that it links into glaciation, mm-hmm. right? And then gla- I believe we were deglaciated in this area about eleven thousand years ago, I think. Yeah. And so that, if you were born eight thousand years ago, you'd be like, it's just always been frozen, just hanging on the ice. Yeah, right. And then along comes eleven thousand years, and you're like, yeah. does it feel a little warmer than it did last year? I feel like we got a little bit more land and a few it's more berry like trees. Mother to, Nature has you know, cycles maybe. that go on. So maybe that maybe weird. that's a positive black Weirdest swan. Thing. Maybe you know I don't yeah. know. But anyways, a tenor. So yeah. the uh, um, yeah, I would actually yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't the, know. Yeah. So so now like maybe hmm. so we don't stay on too long. Is as I was going through this, I'm like, man, for me, the uh, uh, well, what I've, I've learned out of this so far is I really have to work hard with my kids and myself and my wife to develop. Physical and mental, right? Yeah. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, right? You know, like he was—he learned how to throw a spear, learned how to fight with a sword, learned how to lead lead, lead into battle. He also learned how to think. Mm-hmm. He also learned how to ponder life, right? So probably that's the answer. And we have people to look up to. That's the fucking scary thing. Well, is we just we. rattled off a whole bunch of names. Yeah, but there's people mm-hmm. alive right now mm-hmm. that are like that. They're everywhere. Sure. They're in your community now. There, there's famous ones that are all over. Mm-hmm. Hardly any of them have any say in the government or anything like that, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But you got these guys that are like, you might even look at like a Joe Rogan like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Guy, I think about, we talked about the, that Jocko Willink that we talked about. Well, that's about. what I'm ta- that's kind of like, as yeah. I'm going through like, like highly, highly intelligent. Yeah. Not a violent man, I wouldn't think, but sure is fucking good at violence if he needed to be. Mm-hmm. Like that, sh- those should be the people we look up to. Not the people that we are not some 450 pound vegan woman that just decided to run around naked and now she's a fucking hero that shouldn't be what people are looking up to but what we we look up to that like you know there was that one mma chick or whatever guy or whatever the hell it was whatever the hell they wanted you to call him like smashed like two people's fucking skulls Mm. in in this sport the found box thing yeah or whatever it is and they're like this person's a hero it's like you pretended you were a chick and beat the shit out of two women and oh, were making you a hero. I don't know about that. I don't know anything about that. Like, I think that that's our problem right now is our heroes aren't heroes. Like, we're not looking at people that 
we want to be like we're looking at people that have chosen the easiest fucking way possible to get notoriety and that becomes a hero well i wonder as, as you're talking i wonder is that just become our responsibility as opposed to blaming our heroes mm-hmm. does it just mean that that for i'll take it on my shoulders mm-hmm. it's my job to make sure that my kids read yeah martin luther king you just Jr. said it. it's my kids i gotta i gotta make sure that they they read the bible i gotta make sure that they study marcus aurelius i gotta make sure that they understand anti-fragility mm-hmm. you know well, it, and we practice it maybe they don't just sit right here as opposed to waiting for the leaders to do it everybody i think yeah. that's where this always comes back to is it's you like know, take personal responsibility I, like i'm I'm, I've been looking at trying to do this kind of like masculinity-based theory type podcast mm. thing that we were talking about earlier, and I look at this, and it's the absence of it's the absence of leadership in the home that starts this, mm-hmm. right? If you have a dad that stuck around and did a good job of making you look up to him, and he was a good man, I mean, moms are typically there anyway for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody's going to say, "Oh, wait a minute." My mom died when I was five, so I, I was raised by my dad, so all of this doesn't matter. No, I'm saying in general, mm-hmm. if, if a parent leaves, it's usually the father. And we don't look up to strong people anymore. What we do is we look up to the tech version of what we need to be, right? So you have a bunch of people that are like, hey, this is what's cool now. Like we were talking about TikTok. My kids have showed I me some TikTok don't shit. Talk about it's TikTok. like, no, but think about <laughs> it. But here's the thing is that's what these kids' heroes oh, are. I to- I are these you. fucking losers. And I can sit here and talk about two hours about how fucking But that's because there's nobody in their life to look up to. So they, 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 they go to this fucking just abyss of shittiness and go and, okay, <laughs> so you mean if I go and do this, this, and this, then I matter and I'm cool? It's like that's so, I mean kind of but the take that I'm coming at it with is if everybody adopted a mentality of okay I'm just going to try to be smarter and I'm going to try to be physically better I'm going to try to educate myself and be physically better and if I have a sniffle I'm going to just deal with it you know Mm. if I have a a sore fucking hand or something I'm going to deal with it if I'm having a bad day I'm going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and try to change the fucking world to make my bad day go away. I think if people started doing that and just said, that's the anti-fragility thing. Fucking deal with your problems. Don't make it everybody else's mm. problem. And I think we end up in a pretty good place from that. But that's not what we're doing. This has been a good conversation. And I got to tell you where I always end up at. By the time we're talking, it helps me. I think this does. This helps me become a better better father. Uh, um, is... My two, I have two middle boys, uh, uh, you know, Joseph and Theo. And prior to them getting on two cell phones. Middle, middle boys. Yeah, middle boys. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, um, you have they, four. They, they were very, uh, <laughs> they grew up like me in French and Butte, right? They yeah. uh, they motorbike, they would take their guns, they'd disappear into the bush with their dogs. We wouldn't see them for hours. They'd be building a fort somewhere. We wouldn't have a clue where they are. Uh, um, you know, they'd be jumping on the tramp. They'd have their chores to do. We had cows. They'd have to get up in the morning and feed the cows and water the cows. And, and, uh, I would have th- thought them to be very balanced boys, actually. You know, we do fight training, but we also read a lot. We mm-hmm. debate a lot. And I would say that that what I'm aiming for, I think we were doing, not to our peak ability, but we were doing. Now what I'm noticing is that um, the, the uh, what's the game they play? What's that block game where they, you got to stack things together? Legos. It's like Legos, but on a computer. 
Oh, like Minecraft? <laughs> Minecraft. Minecraft. Computer Lego. Yeah. And I'm not saying all video games are bad, but what, yeah, Joe, no, Joe, creative, Joe yeah. lives into Minecraft and my other uh, boy, Theo, mm-hmm. uh, one of my boys, he, he's now onto a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And so he'll, he'll disappear for hours in time and, and go to a room and, and TikTok and Snapchat and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm watching you this. Better- Bring the fist down on that TikTok well, shit. Yeah. yeah, but me too. You though. need to work me on those too. leg kicks. I spend too much time on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Right. And really, for us to do, we, we all do. We should just come home, and I should. We should just put them into a, a box. They get locked, mm-hmm. and everybody gets half an hour of time to, you know, instead of whatever, drinking a cup of coffee or playing video games, you get on your phone because it's eroding our family. Right. It's eroding yeah. our family, and I'm watching it happen. So I'm, as opposed to blaming our leaders, I'm going to blame me. That I'm watching yeah. that. I guess they, they, you always blame the consumer. Yeah. In that pro- we're yeah, consuming. Yeah. You know, so thanks for that. I'm, I'm, yeah. Now let, let's get a, let the. Um, I mean, if and nice thing too is if you turned off your phone, you're never going to be affected by COVID. Well, because it or only so many it only exists on your phone. Well, the the um, <laughs> true like, really. I've talked about know. that the other day. Oh, I don't know. Like, if you the, walked outside right now. No, is I, it any different than 1987? Other um, than a bunch of really new looking stuff going around. Maybe let's let's round off and let's 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 just finish up a talk ab- about that. Is my my brain has spent a lot of and I'm not saying mine is right but I find science what is it uh, Rene Descartes right I think is is a fellow that pushed along a lot of the, the 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 scientific method and I I don't know who to trust right now but what I do know is if I go up to the highest levels I see doctors and scientists on both sides one saying you have no idea. Like this is this is lab made. It's dangerous. We need to take care of this. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And then I see people on this thing saying it's nothing what they're saying. And even at a local level, I'll find one one friend that I respect. You know, you that'll say it's complete horseshit. And the next one that'll say, mm-hmm. listen, we've talked to our doctor, and we have a child that's ill, and mm-hmm. our doctor was telling us don't worry about getting a vaccination. But then when the variants changed. They're like, listen, I've seen something different. Get your kid in here and get a vaccination. Mm-hmm. So for me, sure. my, and when I'm following Rene Descartes' scientific method, I kind of go, I'm not smart enough to know, but what it does look like to me is it's not it's not 100% either way. Mm-hmm. And where I keep arriving back at is before I get angry on one side of the fence or the other, is so that I don't become, when we're talking about maybe the, maybe the right answer is the people who can use their minds and lead to keep societies stable. Mm-hmm. That might be the answer. That might be the biggest problem we're dealing with. And wh- where I come down to is it comes down to freedom of choice. We have to respect freedom of mm-hmm. choice. So Absolutely. if Cody says, I'm telling you, I've done everything I've done and this is real and I, I'm worried about my family and I got the folks vaccination. Mm-hmm. I He knows him and he knows his own personal family history and his doctor. I'm not saying that's you. Okay. And I might be like, listen, I've done my research and I'm not gonna. And what we need to do, I really, I'm, I'm getting more and more like this every day. Honestly, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm trying not to get angry because the best, the worst thing that Cody and I can do is to hate each other because one of you chose, one of you chose to put a vaccine in your arm and what Yeah. This is very small potatoes. Mm-hmm. What matters is, we were talking earlier, Cody, you know, can I trust you to not kill one of my kids, hit on my wife, steal from, from me when I'm not looking, right? You know Cody's- do you treat other, slayer right there. do you treat other humans well that's important yeah. that's really important yeah. for us to have a friendship but son of a bitch we gotta quit fighting over this mm. right like and now what I'm, I'm getting angry about is that I've worked really hard to respect other people's opinions I really you have you work too hard Ken. I do because I 
humans have their own they we don't know like like we could have unique family illnesses in the, in the family we could have a, a father that's got cancer and he's 83 and he is at risk you know i don't know but here's what i'm getting pissed off about is that i work hard to respect people's opinions right as of right now until I, i'll get, get through this right as of right now we're, we're not going to vaccinate our children mm-hmm. for, on this vaccination mm-hmm. you know we, we have vaccinated for other things um, and so I'm not anti-vask. I'm not anti-mask. I'm not anti anything. I, don't, I just I, I want to re- I want to respect people's opinions, but that respect has to go two ways, right? I can't be threatened that I, I, I my kids can't go to school and we can't play hockey next year. And and the, the even our premiers are coming out right now saying uh, if you want to do the right thing, if you want yep. your freedoms back, vaccinate this, your like, kids. Whoa, and whoa, we'll whoa, give whoa, you whoa, your whoa, whoa, back. whoa, yeah. yeah. Now you're putting me in a corner. Yeah. Right. And here's the deal. I don't want to swing. I don't want to swing because I know what happens. If I swing, guess what happens? Like, let's go back to Cody and I. If I take a swing at Cody, what's Cody probably going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do, Cody? Uh, I'll probably cry. <laughs> no, but... Jen, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> you got me right bro, in the field. Bro, no, but the, we, you yeah. can see... And, and we're punching? We, we got to restrain. We got to restrain, <laughs> right? Because we got to keep our arms down. Or like Garrett yeah. says in fighting, we got to keep yeah. them up like this to say, hands up, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. want to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to respect. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not going to make or break my day whether you do or not. And and some people might go, yeah, but Ken, you're you're uh, you're being selfish, <laughs> right? By not doing this for society. Let me flip yeah. that 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 on its head. Yeah, is that I, I got on a call the other night. You could you could tap in to get an invite into um, a Zoom call that was with uh, scientists and, and and medical doctors and and uh, th- these type of people from the medical field. It was set up in Saskatchewan. And I believe they're all from University of Regina. They might have been from University of Saskatchewan as well. And you could answer questions. It was kind of cool. There's only like, I couldn't believe it. You were in the province. They got these people that come on. There's only like nine people on the call, me being one of the nine. You could ask them questions. And uh, um, and what it is, is it's, they were there to say, go get the vaccination. It was what they were there. They, the answer to everything they were saying was get the yeah. vaccination. And I said, listen, I said, uh, um, I appreciate what you're doing because you, you're here to help. I, I get it. Or you're, you're trying to help people instead of just ignorantly saying, I just don't want the vaccination because I think you're trying to control me, right? Or I think it's an implant that's going to... Whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Whatever it is. But I said, here's where I'm at, is you folks, going to Nassim Taleb, he, his, one of his books is Skin in the Game, right? And so uh, uh, a quote from Skin in the Game, hold on, if you give me a minute because it's important. So this is a quote from Skin in the Game. Avoid taking advice from someone who gives advice for a living <laughs> unless there's a penalty for their advice. Okay? So let's think about that for a moment. I have to look my kids in the eyes, my wife in the eyes, and I have to make the best decisions I can for my family. It's my job. And those people on that Zoom call, they don't remember my first name, my last name. They don't know our family medical mm-hmm. history. They don't know if we've had adverse reactions. They don't know if they have any any allergies. And and their answer to everything was, go get it. Because mm-hmm. that's what you should do for, for the betterment of society. Cool. Okay. Well, I said to them, I said, let me go look through this. I said, here's my thought. Let's just make some assumptions. You can correct me if my assumptions are wrong. Let's, let's make an assumption that COVID's real. Okay, well, let's just roll with it. Yeah. COVID is real. It's, 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 or that it's, 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 that it's, it's more, a virus. Let, let's just yeah. go on assumption that it's higher... It's worse than the common flu. Yes. Yes. Right. So, so let's make let's just assume yeah. let's make that assumption yeah. for a moment. Let's make another assumption that there has been people exposed to COVID, right, and and that they've built natural immunity up mm-hmm. of some level. Mm-hmm. Then I said the other thing I said uh, I come from finance and, and business background, so if anybody any assumptions I'm making in this in this Zoom call 
call me out on it. He said, I believe I've heard that one of the aims is herd, me, um, herd immunity. immunity, which I believe is vaccinated plus naturally exposed equals total. Mm-hmm. And when we reach a, re- a, a certain level, I said, so now I also look at it like now coming it back to my kids. So I get it. We want, we want to reach herd immunity. We do, if we can have somebody that's 75 live to 80, I'm for that. I just said, I, I, I'm, I, would, I would rather see them live another five years, see their grandkids. I want that when I'm 75. I said, but from now I bring it to my own personal family's per, um, perspective. I said, I'm a father. You folks don't know me and I got to make a right decision for my kids. I said, we're looking at risk reward on both sides of the table here. Anytime you inject something into a human body or you cut it open, you've got risk, mm-hmm. right? And you have a reward. Okay. So now I'm looking at risk reward. If, if my kids have been exposed and they have natural immunity, that might say don't expose them to the, to the vaccination because the risk reward to them isn't good and maybe in turn to society. I said, so what I w- if, if what I've said is true, why isn't there a test or why don't you test my kids before we expose them to the additional risk? Like, why isn't there like a, a flow chart that says, mm-hmm. test this. If, if you haven't had it, we advise vaccination. If you have had it, we advise not. Now, what, what the response was, one of the researchers popped on right there and said, yeah, but you got to look at this from a different way. You got to look at this for the health of, of the whole society <laughs> because maybe getting the vaccination helps you all. I said, you're, you're, you're regurgitating a statement that's just, it's, I'm not saying I'm not going to vaccinate and I'm uh, even if my kids haven't had it. I'm saying I would like a test mm-hmm. to determine. I said, what is that test? Let's do science. You, well, here's the name of the test. They, he said it's called a serological test. These are researchers that are they're from the universities. I said, well, how do I get that? And they were on the panel. <laughs> they were going, uh, well, we don't know if you can actually book that or <laughs> w- maybe you would go through your medical doctor, but me, I don't even know. Yeah. You might have to pay for it. And, I, yeah. and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. You're the smartest people in the province. You've, I think they agree with my assumptions. And you're telling me as a father, I got to look at those kids because if they have an adverse reaction, whatever, mm-hmm. Bell's palsy, yeah. uh, uh, you know, stop breathing. I don't know. Maybe even just a rash. I don't know. A blood clot. A blood clot. <laughs> Which so is I, like fucking common. And I'm like, come on. You're trying to get people like me to, to get it. And if you're trying to get me to get it, and you can't even tell me where to get this test. Yeah. Right? But and so now- be more than happy to fucking line up and jab you with the vaccine. So though. now, and, and this goes a little bit further. I, I read another article from, uh, what was her name? She was from University of California. Talking about there's an interesting conversation. She she was supporting the the, va- the vaccination, but she said that you know what this could be. What this could be is um, if you think about it, if you want the whole world to either have been naturally exposed or to have vaccination, that if you have natural immunity, you and you want the vaccination. They they ca- the uh, the uh, the statement was. Um, Anti-bio, uh, anti, antibodies, antibody greed, right? Because if the, the, a lot of the poor nations on the earth can't afford vaccinations, right? So all the rich ones were the ones that secured all the contracts and, and were able to say, listen, we're just going to take care of our citizens. And the poor countries can, well, you know, it just basically sucks to be poor. But maybe if we look at this from an economics perspective, is that if my children have all been exposed, right? And I've got four at home, then then maybe we should give up our vaccine because we already have antibodies and send it to the four that, that are the, in the poorest nation. And so by me saying we already have the natural antibodies and we want the vaccine because I want even more. I have the natural and I want the, 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 the human made. And you know what? Uh, 
you know, oh, the poor, poor countries are just going to have to figure this out on their own. They might have to lose a few along the way. Well, how exactly is that worrying about society? Right? So, Tana, you just stepped out for a sec. But anyways, point, point being is that one of these medical doctors I was listening to was talking about if you have natural immunity and you want the vaccination, but you already had the antibodies from the natural immunity, by saying, and I want the vaccination, you're saying, give me all the antibodies I can get because I want them all. There's 25 marbles on the table, yeah. and I want them all for me. And when I get them all, then I can say, see, I want this for the betterment of society. Mm-hmm. But if you believe in the vaccination and you already have the natural antibodies, why don't you give it up for the p- poorest kid in the poorest country mm-hmm. who does have poor nutrition, right? who does have, have immune-compromised uh, illnesses that put them at a higher risk of dying from COVID? If this is for the betterment of society, give it up for the poor. Mm-hmm. Once the, the poor have had it all, mm-hmm. now it comes down to for, you're going to do it. So to me, this you can spin this in a way and you just <laughs> where I'm at – we got to respect each other because yeah. if, if people start putting me in a corner, right, and saying, line up your kids, you know, you that, know, that's what, they're, that's what they're trying to do. Yep. It's in the agenda. Like, it's, it's they're, they're already trying to do it in schools. So I think what we need like to Jason do. Jason Kenny just said, hey, if you guys want your summer back, everybody over the age of 12 get a vaccine and then you guys go to Calgary Stampede. Yep. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Are you serious? That's what, like, <laughs> that's well, what you're doing? The, the, um, and let's go like this. If we're a leader, like, if, if we were the, the leaders, God forbid we, <laughs> but let's, yeah, maybe is they. it, what if our job as leaders is to keep our societies stable and you're headed for two groups that are going to butt heads. Mm-hmm. And if you let them butt heads, that's when, that's when clashes start. That's when fights start. Mm-hmm. That's when arguments start. That's when destabilized society. Egos. Egos. That's what. And we got to head this off with the pass. We got to say, okay, everybody, yeah. <laughs> you know, in minor hockey, they have the yeah. 24 hour rule, right? You can't go yell at a coach until you've sat on it for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. So you start thinking of the right part of your brain. Like we had Chantel on, right? The, yeah. Is maybe we just need to go, get, everybody go take a timeout. Right? All the people that want to force vaccinations, you go yeah. over there. All the people that are adamantly against to go take a timeout, come back and realize that we can be friends and we all just need to. It, need it's, to. It, this is, this is a, I'm going to give everybody something they can go do. Walk outside, close your eyes, take a big fucking breath, yeah. and look around and be like... I still love my neighbor. Well, I don't I say don't that at me. all, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I sit there and say, okay, whether or not this is going on or not, am I better... Can I do something today to be a little bit mm-hmm. more anti-fragile, right, to say yep. that? like so, Because nobody's doing that. They're walking out and saying, I need this vaccine so I'm safe. It's like, you know what? What would have happened if one year ago or whatever, you would have said, okay, uh, here's COVID or whatever. whatever." The best way out of this is to start eating good. Be healthy. Because guess what? This thing does not affect healthy people that much. The odd person gets sick, but most people that are getting dying or whatever from this are fragile. Yeah. The, so we're talking about this in this podcast. It's killing the fragile. Now there is the odd person that it that is healthy that gets yep. and dies. But guess what? Those motherfuckers would have died. That would have happened if we didn't know what COVID was. There still yeah. would have been just healthy people that died from random shit. I, and guess what? We would have talked about not that. I think I think the response to that commonly is yeah, but you don't know the long term effects from COVID. But we also yeah. don't know long term effects from vaccination. It's yeah. a risk reward. I know I, the long term effects of living off fucking McDonald's though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so, so I wonder, though, you is, know like get the fuck out of me with your long term yeah. effects bullshit. Because you look, but everybody that says that to everybody looks like long-term effects is not something they're too fucking interested in. 
Well, you can't just decide that long-term effects, because I, I hear that mm. argument. Oh, you don't know how this is going to go. It's like everything in your fucking life is going to go to shit if you keep acting like that. Mm. And yet you're preaching to me about long-term effects of COVID. It's like you can't even tie your fucking shoes and you're talking to me about the fucking long-term effects of covid yeah so that's my problem is wake up go outside and realize that you have the ability right now i would hope you do and if you don't whatever but to start making yourself a little bit tougher because tough times are coming well so let's be tougher and giving yourself a vaccine against the disease that you don't know you have that you have to get tested to know you have is probably not a good way to get tougher mm. You know what I like? It's just it's it's absolutely asinine in my mind to think about it this way. But and if you want it, go get it. I don't give a fuck. Don't make me get it because you're going to have a fight on your hands. But the thing is, is this anti-fragile idea that we just talked about is it, it, you can't scoff at this. A lot of people do. I talk to them all the time. Oh, but you don't know, man. You know, I have a thyroid issue or something. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just stop doing what you're doing and do things better. Because do, I know I've, I used to do things just the wrong way all the time. Yeah. And you get the you get bad results when you do that. Like, this isn't society's fault. This is yours. Th- does this feel right to you, though? Is that... Um, is that... When I get down in the, in the, in the quicksand or trying to fight, fight in the mud with, with, with anybody over this, mm-hmm. I'm kind of going like, hey, if I get into this, I'm stooping to that level. For sure. And if we stoop that level, we're both going to end up losing teeth. We're both going to end up with a broken orbital, you know, around the eye. We're all both going to end up missing work for three days, you know, mm-hmm. and this isn't good. Yeah. So if I sink into them, I got to go in with the hands up and say, dude, let's like, I, don't even go I near I just them. want to respect you and your decisions. I just want to respect you. That's it. You want to, res- you want to vaccinate two kids and not the other? I respect you. Yay, man. It's on you. We, as a dad, yeah. I have to live with my decision. That's called skin in the game, right? Yeah. And, and so... And now, maybe we're going to round well, out. Well, tennis. we started this podcast by saying, "Where's the line in the sand?" We said that about eight podcasts ago, nine podcasts. Ago. Oh, I've already—I know what mine is. Yeah. So that's so. What I'm saying right now is, what I meant to say about that is, go outside, <clears throat> take a breath. Yep. Close your eyes and then open them, and you're going to notice something mm-hmm. that right now the Chinese military isn't in our streets. Trudeau hasn't sent the UN super troopers mm-hmm. in to wipe us out because we're evil devils. Um, I, you know, there's a pandemic going on and I don't see us burning bodies in the streets because of it. Um, I don't think that there's really too many bad things going on right now. Like I said, turn your phone off and the world hasn't changed much in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And there's some cool shit flying around and stuff like that. But like at this end of the day, nothing really too crazy has happened. Um, Use that as an opportunity to say, okay, like, we still can get better. Like, you still can. Like, you you know what I mean? Nobody's lining my kids up right now to get a vaccine. Like I said, that's my, that's where I will, when, prepare for the threat. Because here's the thing is everybody's thinking, when it shows up, when, when, when they show up, like, you see all these fucking hillbillies around here do it all the time. And they're like, oh, you wait, if they come for me, I'm like, dude. I'm looking at you. You got about three minutes of fight in you. And then you're going to crater and quit and do whatever they say because you think you're tough on Facebook, but you're not. I can see it. You know, you can just see it in them. It's like you got, I mean, I can see it in myself when, you know, I just came back to MMA. I took a little hiatus and then came back. The first three or four classes, man, I didn't have the fight left in me. 
I, I just didn't have it in me anymore. I came back and I was just a puddle. And I struggled and I struggled and struggled for about the first four or five classes. And then finally, <clears throat> started to get my feet back under me and started to get used to the discomfort again, starting getting used to the heat, used to being all these things. And then it's like, okay. And now I'm starting to build the fight back up again. And I'm getting to the point where it's actually starting to mm -hmm. turn back into some more what it used to be. But I'm seeing all these guys that are thinking that they're going to go into this raw, being like, okay, let's go start fighting liberals kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's got, but it's like, no, this goes to my people, right? This is what I'm saying. I know that you want the collective, but I'm going to send a message to my people. I'm not saying I own them, but like to the people that are like me, the conservative-minded, no-bullshit, black-and-white type guy is... I, I know I get fired up and kind of get emotional about things and I get mad at myself after, but shut the fuck up to those people. Shut the fuck up and start getting better because we might need you. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm not of the mindset of you where we're all going to come to this. No, I might need about 20 of you and you might need me and we might need each other. Put down the fucking phone, put down the fucking macaroni and cheese and Get in a fucking situation where you're toughening yourself up and making yourself anti-fragile because we might fucking need you. Mm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Instead of just sitting there, if I see another man, I, I have trouble using that word, biological male on Facebook spouting off about his fucking emotions again, I'm going to lose it. Put down the phone and go make yourself harder to kill because we might need you. Well, the... Uh, um it may, maybe this this where we come around. Is that maybe I'll start with this? Is that some people that will listen to this or any of this are going to be on either side of the debate? I don't even call it debate. It's a stupid disagreement that ten years from now we're all going to be ashamed that we argued over. I I hope as long as it I doesn't. Hope right, okay. I, I hope that ten years from now it's like I can't believe I I ended friendships with my friends or my family members or. You know, because they one chose to get the Pfizer and one chose to get the Moderna and one chose to not get it. It's just such, it's just so low and everybody's, we're so ramped up emotionally on this. But anyways, I'll start with saying this, is that at this point in time, I, I'm going to go get the test. I'm going to go get this, uh, what I call a serological test. Mm -hmm. I just want to know, I just want to know like how many antibodies are my kids? What, are, what is their risk exposure? What is, what's the mathematical probability of, of risk to this and to that? I, I just want to attack it like Rene Descartes. I want to do scientific method on it. And I'm going to do that. And, and nobody is going to come into me and either force me to do it or not to do it because it's on my shoulders. I got to look those kids in, in the eye and say, I did this and here's what my reasoning was. The more that some politician that can't spell my last name will never st stop at my house, will never shake my hand, tells me what to do, the more it's pissing me off, to be honest. <clears throat> but anyways, is that part of this is making our family more anti-fragile. I, I, I kind of am learning to enjoy the discomfort. Jocko Willink, you you talked about him, the yeah. the, the the good, right? Yeah. Uh, the, again, I've I've said this multiple times. Google Jocko, good YouTube, and, it, and it's basically saying everything that's hard, it's good. So this is hard on me. It's hard on me watching people disagree, watching people fight, watching schools get shut down, watching kids. Uh, I was on Sean Newman's podcast and talked about the harm this has caused to kids, and it's it's not it's not effing good. I'm not gonna. Uh, anyways, this is the best we've ever been. Yeah, but Me and my kids. This yeah, is the no, but the, but where been. it's at is is that I'm like, okay, there's there's the, I don't know if I told you about this, but in Saskatchewan schools right now, came out last week, that if you're 13 years of age or older, you can go in. The vaccinations are coming to the school. Yeah, 
and you can get the vaccination without your parents' consent. Yeah, you can deny it. Yeah. Even if your parents said no, you can say yes, and they won't. And I believe they don't have to show the records to your to your parents. Jesus. Yeah, and so it's created a stir. And yeah. so I immediately phoned our principals, and they said, "Oh no, we don't know anything about that. We're not sure. This is about two weeks ago." Now I phoned them. Mm-hmm. We don't know about this. You know, please don't overreact. Uh, often Sask Health comes out with things, and we don't know about. It. I'm like, I hear it. You, these poor yeah. teachers, like they. Sask Health does something. Oh, then they get the thousand so phone calls of people, people swearing. These just teachers that just want to help other kids. But anyways, yeah. uh, they're now booked. The letter came out yesterday saying, yeah, they they they, they can get them on their own. And I, I'm kind of like, okay, hmm, the care of my children, I leave that to the to the schools and to the medical doctors. They're willing to do things against our wishes in secret. Hmm. Okay, this is where I'm plugged. I'm yep. out. Yep. So now I kind of go, this is uncomfortable, kids, but we last week we've been talking, we're like, this. what do you get kids think about homeschooling? They hummed and hawed. Looks like they're all in. Yeah. So then we started thinking, well, what are we going to do? What if you can't play hockey next year? Hmm. Looks like we're going skiing the mountains a bit more. Yeah. Looks like we're going to ice fish. Looks like we all might get Train. kids hunting ra- uh, rifles and we're all going to go, go shoot something and learn how to skin a deer together, right? Mm-hmm. Might be the best year we've ever had. So guess what else we're doing? That's my phone call on the way in before I came in. We're reaching out to other families that are, are doing the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was kind of passing the buck of raising my kids, education-wise, mm-hmm. onto the government. I was weak, right? Yep. That, that might have been sitting, should have been sitting on my shoulder all the time. For sure. So now I think I'm, where I'm at, I'm like, it's a little bit scary to unplug from the matrix, Right. Yeah, but my kid, she's worked so hard. She made the double A, uh, the, the rep yeah. team for hockey this year, and we don't want to give up on that. I don't want to unplug. Yeah. Oh, but the school system, they, they're, they're yeah. the ones that will teach my kids and help them to get to a point where they can get into university. I don't want to unplug. Oh, oh, oh no, we can unplug. Oh, we can rely on ourselves. Yeah. Oh, we could, we're anti-fragile. We're getting stronger. This yeah. is just like working out. I'm almost getting excited about this now. Oh, I'm starting to as well. And just you know what the, the next steps are? Weeks I'm seeing where this I is believe going. there's a, I'm going to guess there's a lot of people that are going to be doing this. Oh, for sure. Guess what the ripple effects are? Mm-hmm. You're going to lose kids in the schools. They're going to have less head counts. There's going to have to be layoffs. Hockey systems are going to crash. They're going to have to lock, like, yeah. like this, this could hurt the whole. We have to stay together. But if, yeah. if you're going to, if you were going to divide, these are things that happen. And it's forcing their hand. See, I, I, what I like about this is I think that will happen. Just around here mm-hmm. for sure. But you're forcing the government's hand to say, okay, what do you got? Like, because if you're about the best interest of the people, you're going to let us do this. You're going to let us. Freedom home, of choice. Yeah, you're going to let us have our choice to not get vaccinated, to take our kids and put them in home schools, to make them not play hockey, to not be part of your system as much mm-hmm. as possible. Now, either the government's going to say, okay, cool. Or they're going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing? Yeah. And then if they do that, you know exactly what's up. Yeah. Now you know, okay, these motherfuckers are all about trying to control every single one of us. And they don't want you to do what you want to do. Yeah. Because as soon as they start cracking down on the homeschooling and that, because they're like, well, wait a minute. Our brainwashing system, you know, like you said, universities. Stop university for the next 15 years and you're going to get rid of all these fucking left wing fucking lunacy ideas because that's where they're bred. Watch Jordan Peterson talk oh. about this. It's yeah, insane. I know, I know, but at I the know. end of the day, whatever. Let's not but go the, down that the, road. Uh, um, but what I'm saying is you're going to see what they got. Yeah. Because if if you refuse a vaccine and you refuse to be part of their school system in that, either they're going to let you be, which means, okay, they're actually in the best interest of you. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to come after you and then you're like, okay, we are dealing with something here that is 
we thought we got rid of, but we didn't. And I know you you don't you're not a, as as a interested in politics as I am. But Cody, I'll throw this out to you, and then maybe we can end up after this. I find there's a lot of people right now that are politically homeless, and what I mean by that is. You know, I grew up, you just, here's what you do. You know, yeah. you, you go vote for the pro- progressive conservatives. And if you're in Quebec, you, you, mom and dad would just tell you to go vote for the black Quebecois. And if mm. you're here, you do be liberal. And we'd all argue and debate, and this guy's stupid, and if we'd be we better if our leader was in it. But really, it wasn't that big of a deal. It yeah. was like, yeah, and after election. Stephen Harper was the prime minister for eight years, mm. and I didn't even listen to one thing he said. No, and so... Like, that was not long ago. But but I, I follow this fellow out of the States. He's a, another academic. Uh, um, and he said... The reason that we're this is happening is we're having a, a shift in paradigms. It used to be about the political paradigm was on left and right, mm-hmm. right? The far left would be NDP and liberals somewhere in the middle. Conservatives were, were supposed to be on, on the right, but they were all kind of converging to the middle. And mm-hmm. he used to have your home. So that's switched now. He said he, he thinks that that's no longer the the, par- the, or the continuum that we're on. It's be, are are you more about totalitarianism, like government control, or freedom? Mm-hmm. And what I'm noticing. Is that there's is is this is becoming the line in the sand between people? This one is saying, no, the government should come in heavy-handedly, lock you up, mm-hmm. force whatever they need to force because damn it, you you better be doing what. And then there's there's people, a lot of people that believe that, and there is, which there is, is crazy it to is. me. Yeah, and and crazy. and I'm on the other side of saying, I just want free, I just want the charter yeah. rights and freedoms in place, yeah. and I just want to go to you 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 choose to go get the vaccine. Yeah. Go get it. I, I'm not going to right now and. And like, I want to celebrate that. I want to celebrate that that you want to go to a mosque and and, and uh, be uh, yeah. practice uh, Islam. Good. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a Christian? You want to go to church on Sunday? Good. You know, Tanner says you're. What do you say you are? You're something atheist or I don't no, know. No, not an atheist you're, at all, dude. But do, a, no, but my uh, point I'm an is, a, I, I, I laugh and joke. I'm a naturist. You're naturist, but but <laughs> I think that that's a thing. Well, we can agree. Maybe I could say ah, I think you're wrong. You shouldn't be an atheist. You should come to to. Yeah, you to, should come. But and the think freedom of choice is where we need to be. And if we don't, folks, even if you're on the side of you think that the government should be deciding have have absolute rule, careful. That's not the black swan event. Right, careful. No, that's sure. not that's totalitarianism could hurt in a lot of pain, a lot of. Well, oh, it does. It always does. Right, it so, never hasn't. And but so they just don't get it. But. For anybody's listen, I, I stand for freedom of choice, and uh, I respect yeah. you no matter which way you went. I don't think you're strong or weak, smart or stupid. Yeah. Uh, as long as you don't hit on my wife, steal from me, kill one of my kids, you know, you're you 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 put an honest day day's work and you pay your bills. You're welcome at my table, mm. right? Yeah, I, I'm go- I'm gonna walk with my hands up, right? Uh, I I don't want to fight. Because if we if we if we if we go like this, yeah. we're both gonna hurt. Right. Anyway, yeah. should we wind, wind yeah. it down there, Tanner? Yeah. No. I. What do you think, uh, Cody? Anything, Dad? Nope. Uh, I think you guys pretty much destroyed d- this. Destroyed the whole. Yeah. yeah. We went through <laughs> do, the whole do, thing. Do you guys did a good job, job <laughs> wrecking this. I don't need to help. <laughs> but uh, good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, I think that it's good. I think that I mean it did kind of go down the wormhole at the end there again a bit. I like think it that's does. Where we're but at. at the same time, I don't think people have heard us. Mm-hmm talk about that in a while so yeah. maybe they were they were due um yeah i think that um that you do bring up a good point and it, it you know and you know we we speak about the the governments and all these things and we speak about all this like liberty versus totalitarianism and that it's like take control yourself yeah first yep. and then you control can make you decisions can you know what i mean like yep. that's it, it, that that's my biggest problem is i hate victims and i hate watching it happen because it's like you're not happy not that everybody needs to be happy but 
I watched, I've seen too many of it. And too many times have I seen people that are acting like victims. I've been there. Yeah, I've just, you know, we all have. You're far happier when you're not a victim. When, you know what I mean? Like, like when it comes to the government, pave my fucking roads and build some power lines and get the fuck out of here. You know, I don't need you to tell me what to do, you know, and I don't need you to sit there and rub my feet when I have a bad day. Like, just fuck off and let us do what we do. And, you know, if if people want that help, then go for it. But don't make me do it either. Yeah. Like, you know, like we should all just take care of ourselves a little bit better. Yeah. And I think, too, is like you should have enough goddamn confidence in your body, your mind and your own immune system right now to think that, yeah, no, we'd be all right. You know, like confidence is huge, but confidence has to be built. But can we, can we end tenor do, do, well, I'm hearing from you is that you're very much on the side of, uh, uh, um, let, let, let the, the COVID run and let your body go. Yeah, man, we've been fucking dealing with this shit for years. But can we go like this? Well, well, you might be right. And the other person, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had family members say the exact opposite. We don't know. Science hasn't proven it. Like time will tell, but can we, would you agree that the higher level decision or position is to respect freedom of choice? Oh, for sure. Oh, if people want to go get, yeah get the vaccine or believe in COVID. I don't care. As I'm not going to, I don't want to be around you and yeah. you shouldn't want to be around me. Mm, I'm opposite on that. Yeah. See, I know you are. Yeah. And that's the thing is this, well, I'm of the mind of, I'm of, I'm a gang mentality kind of guy. Yeah. I am very much like yeah. that. I got about 15 people that I give a shit about and the rest of you, I don't. Yeah. Um. Now I want everybody to do good and I want everybody to feel strong and I want everybody to feel capable because when you feel strong and capable and all these things, it's like a goddamn drug. Like, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody to feel that way. But I also don't really give a fuck if you do or not. Just don't bring me and my people down with you if you go down in a, you know, soft-ass blaze of fucking shit. Like, yeah. that's my more my, but that's but I should be able to think that way. Yeah, sure. You know, and just like you should be able to think your way, you should be able to think mm-hmm. your way. We should, like, that's why we built this fucking continent. That's why we have to not built the continent, but why we, pop, yeah. like, how we populate it and, you know... I mean, the, a lot of the native populations might have a different uh, take on that, you know. But at the end of the day, the system that we built is the system that we built here. And all I'm saying is, yeah, I'm all for that. Have your own choice and have your. But I also don't need to like you, yeah. and that's okay because you don't have to like me, and I don't have to like you. Freedom. So that's exactly. Freedom. So like, let associate with who you want, who you don't. Exactly. Want. We don't have to be fucking friends yeah, with everybody. Read what you that want, sucks. Go to a church you want. You want live in which province you want. Yeah. It's important we get back to that. So, okay. I think we probably. How about I leave you guys on a cliffhanger? Yeah. Give okay. her. Okay. First dose Pfizer, baby. You got her. You got it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And, and so, you know what? If anybody out there is looking for, uh, <laughs> I respect you. Do we have any? I waited tech to the end. I waited to yeah. the end to say it. Do we have any Good. tech guys out there that <laughs> are looking for employment? Guys, guys, I'm running off 5G right now. Yeah. So I, just, is yeah. that the one that you can are, stick a quarter to your arm after? Yeah. Is it seriously? No, you just I, virus shit all over all of our equipment. No, the uh, well, oh, good for you, Cody. And, and let, we can do it right here. So we're in a room. There's mm-hmm. three of us. One of us has has a vaccination. Mm-hmm. Well, I have mine from when I was younger, uh, but I don't have this one. And Cody, I think the world of you as a human. I think you're a cool dude, man. And uh, the biggest parts of life that I know of you so far, I respect, and that's important. And this. Uh, I, in, in a month's time, I don't even want to remember if you did or not because that's your business and I really 
just care about you as a person, not whether you chose to get a needle or not. That's that's on you, and, and this is on me. And we'll know we'll know twenty years from now who made the right <laughs> you decision. You might know when my dick falls off. <laughs> if no, you get a blood no, really. clot and die, yeah. I'm gonna be like, you asked for this, you idiot. And I'll tell you another thing. I respect you for saying that on here because this is a war of weakness. Obviously, yeah. it's got a bit of a strong uh, uh, masculine take to it so we have to change the name of it and now. we know Tanner's <laughs> opinion so good on you man you showed some strength by saying that and let's send her here the acceptance of the mob we're gonna start <laughs> the acceptance of the mob podcast cool. we got it right here we <laughs> see <laughs> folks did, you guys did, should start your own podcast did you see what just <laughs> happened here one person has the vaccination one person two people don't and we still like each other <laughs> we're not You're fighting speaking for yourself <laughs> No, I still Cody. like Cody. There I we just go. have a lot less respect for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, I'm still your friend, Cody. Everybody have okay, a good, good I day. I got to get out of here before yeah. I get shed on. <laughs>